Pseudo Show podcast. Powered by Dobbs. For the best price and value on quality tires at Expert Auto Service. Get into Dobbs today. All right, let's hit it. Little, little listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. 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 Wednesday, and we are live. It is, what, the uh, 21st? Mm-hmm. How about that? Staring me weather yesterday, huh? A little bit. No, I, I didn't I didn't realize uh, that Burt Kreischer was in town last, or supposed to be in town last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was doing the drive-in comedy show at the, the drive-in in Belleville. Mm-hmm. Which I believe had to be canceled yesterday. I forgot yesterday was the date. If something happened, if there's a, if this was a Friday or a Saturday, I would have gone for sure. I'm yeah. a big fan of Burke Kreischer's. But it was a Tuesday. I kind of put it out of my mind. Right, yeah. But I guess they I guess they canceled it yesterday. He he put out a message to uh, to all of St. Louis. St. Louis, I am sincerely sorry. They've canceled both shows tonight at the drive-in. It's weather issues. They've canceled the late show first because of a turnaround issue. And now because of lightning strikes within the area, they keep pushing it 30 minutes and they've pulled the plug on the late show as well. You will get a full refund. So wherever you got your tickets from, uh, the email address that you bought it through, check there. You'll get a full refund. And I will make this show up to you. I promise. Yeah. And he's a guy that will. He promises. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a shame. I know some people were looking forward to that. Same here. I saw yeah, some bummer. people posting. They had their shirts on and ready to go. And then, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah, the weather was kind of gnarly. Yeah, a little bit. It was pretty gross this morning, too. But uh, he, Burt Kreischer's really the guy that started the whole comedy drive-in thing mm. during the pandemic. He's really the, the guy that everybody's copying off of. Yeah. That's He's like, cool. I'm going out on the road. I'm doing it. Wow. We're going to do it somehow. And, and he's been doing the driving things, going across the country. So that's a, that's a shame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want a hug? I do. You want a hug? I don't know. The storm woke me up last night. Didn't wake me up until right before my alarm this morning. And that's when Eloise went, hey, crap. Mm, I'm going to get out of the bed and run over here to the corner of the room. Something's going on outside. A little thunder, a little lightning. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, heavy downpour. Oh, my goodness. It was uh, reminiscent of snow, sleet, and hail coming in this Mm. morning because I was white-knuckling, and I turned into uh, Clint Eastwood telling everybody to get off my lawn every time somebody (laughs) would fly by (laughs) me on the highway. I'm like, I'm going to laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as bad when I was driving in. Oh, it was brutal. And it, from Eureka to about 270 northbound right at Manchester, it was, it just got harder and harder and harder. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was probably 25 minutes behind you. Oh, man, standing water everywhere. But as I was leaving my driveway this morning, I'll tell you what woke me up. I mean, fully awake was that Amber Alert. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. When that thing goes off, oh, you are up. Yep, got mm-hmm. that. They did a nice job, whoever, whoever came up with that tone. <laughs> good on the sound effects. Good on, good on the tone to wake you up and get your attention because that got my attention. Yeah, I was coming around the building when it hit, and I was like, "Hey, whoa, huh, what?" Yeah, no, I was, I was leaving the driveway, mm. and mm-hmm. that that eh, goes, oh, I'm glad it didn't hit me while I was on the highway. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> the new thing in our house, as far as storms goes, is we have a dog that has two and a half years 
Never, never minded storms. Doesn't mind any sounds. And all of a sudden, now we're afraid of them. Until mm. recently, huh? What the hell happened? Yeah, we didn't even hear the rain last night, but we heard the dog whining. Huh? Really? Man. Yeah, brand yeah, new. I wonder why. I don't know, man. She's, what changed? What she's cha- three. You've changed. Maybe she's done you some reading about changed. it. You know, maybe she's learned up <laughs> That's a good reading. Point. Yeah, it's a sign to get rid of her. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I don't think. No? I'll look it up, but I don't think that's. I no, love her. Let me let me give you an update on this Amber <laughs> Alert thing. Because it was a local Amber Alert. It was out of fluorescent. And if you were hit with that Amber Alert this morning, it was around 3 o'clock. Uh, it's all good. Two babies. Two babies. Yeah. Were in an SUV that was stolen. And the two babies have been found safe. SUV found Kids were still in, kids were still inside. Everything's all good. Story goes, cops got a call around midnight about a car that was stolen out of the parking lot of the 7-Eleven on Dunn Road up in Florissant. That's the one right off uh, right off 270. So 270 Dunn Road. Whoever it was left the car running. Kids inside. Car unlocked. Guy ran inside to the 7-Eleven to get whatever. He came back out, car gone. So were the kids. And we're talking a kid that was 16 days old and a kid that was 10 months old. My goodness. So I wonder if that it's it's his two kids. I'm trying to do the math on that. So 10 months old. Because the kids have the same last name. I guess he got right at it. Yeah. I mean, the doctor says wait X amount of weeks, and then that, it was on the calendar, apparently. Yeah. What is it? Irish twins? Is that what it's yeah. When you, I, I had the two, two uh, siblings in the same grade, and I think they were about 10 months apart. Mm. Wow. So not twins. I mean, siblings. Yeah. Like, like, like uh, not born the same day. I mean, nine, oh, 10 months wow. apart. That's right. Wow. Man, same oh, man. school year. Wow. Good on your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess just get it over with. Yeah. I wonder how how common that is or how rare that is. Usually it takes, you know, the body to kind of reset itself. It takes a little while. Yeah. So if the kid's 10 months old and the new kid is 16 days old, I mean, right at it. Yep. Right at it. <laughs> Honey, when are you getting out of the hospital? Right no at it. No time to wait. So the car was found abandoned with the kids still inside there. All right, police are still looking for the suspects. And it was, I was thinking maybe it's an out-of-towner just passing through and they didn't realize they were in not a great area. Mm. And they thought, ah, it's safe. We're at a 7-Eleven. Ah, we're at a 7-Eleven. It's safe. But it was a car with Missouri plates. Mm. So they should probably know better. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, you should... Not do that in any area. Right. Good or bad. What area are you comfortable doing that in? Good or bad. Wait, this was a gas station? A 7-Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with babies like that, who who knows? Maybe it's somebody that's working hard doing uh, overnight deliveries or something like that. And you just got the babies, they're sleeping. Pull up. Yeah. You're going to be in there for five seconds. You're 10 feet from the vehicle. Yeah, it's that time of... Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's really an excuse for that. Yeah, I'm not saying that there is. I'm I can't 16 really, day old kid out I at midnight. Yeah, give I me a reason. I can't really think of any reason. Trying, I'm just trying to think off of the scenario. top of my head why you would leave a 16 day old 
16-day-old kid and a 10-month-old kid and a running unlocked car yeah. in Florissant at midnight. <sighs> Listen, you could paint any kind of picture you want, any right. dream up any scenario. I mean, it could be he was running from ninjas and he you know, happened to stop by a 7-Eleven where his you know, ninja master was working behind the counter. Yeah. I don't know. What if, you're, what if you're struggling to make ends meet? You got these kids. They got to go somewhere. You can't afford a babysitter. You're working an overnight delivery so. thing yeah. or something. Yeah. And they're in the backseat. They are sleeping. You have to run in, let's say, just to get a, a tea, okay? Just to mm, you lock the car. Just to wet your throat. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> or you go <laughs> you to a 24-hour place like a White Castle that has a tea or something like you that. You lock the car. Or you don't yeah, leave it running. I mean, something. if you're going to be in for five seconds. Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. You're trying lot. to figure yeah, out a reason. I know. Yeah. I, I still can't. There's nothing that could justify that to me. I don't know. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I just, I just don't want a victim. Your play. Right ah. now. Right now. Ah. I mean, I'm totally preventable. Somebody says, yeah, it could be two baby mamas, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. I'm glad everybody's safe. Yeah. I'm glad too. Yeah. But you see that Amber Alert in it, and it's a local one. You go, oh, oh boy. Oh boy, I'm going that direction. I'm going towards Florissant mm -hmm. on 270. I'll keep my eyes peeled. But the babies were found safe. So thank God for that. So yeah. Amber Alert, I believe, uh, officially canceled. Good news. Yeah, the only info that we need is they're safe. The info that we right. want is why. Yeah, then you go, what <laughs> What really? Yeah, I don't want a victim blame either, but totally preventable. Totally. Yeah. I, You know, listen, we had uh, two, uh, two young kids that were not capable of, uh, you know, taking care of themselves. You know, when my when my daughter was born, my son was two. I I, I never left them in the car alone. Never. No. Never. I didn't want a chance. It it's a risk reward thing. You kind of make plans around them. Mm -hmm. Like there are some things that, ah, you know, I got the two kids. I can't do. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you have children, uh, unless I want to bring things, unless I want to bring them with me. Yeah. If the kid's sleeping, I guess I can't run out of the gas station. Okay. Ah, ah, the kids are safe. That's fine. Hey, you know what today is? Today is October 21st, and uh, it is officially Back to the Future Day. Today is Back to the Future Day. Yes. And do you know why it's Back to the Future Day? King Scott, go. Because of the date. Well, what's the significance? <laughs> um, I'm, oh, I guess on, I don't know, I guess his... Uh, Receipt went, I don't know what it would Thank be. Thank you, Scott. You're All welcome. Right. October 21st, 2015 <laughs> is the day that Doc and Marty McFly go to and Back to the Future 2. Mm -hmm. And they predicted the uh, Cubs World Series win. Well, yeah. So, so how many of the Back to the Future 2 predictions about 2015 came true? So, I mean, we're, we're five years past that. So, maybe, right. maybe we've made some more. Strides towards the prophecy that is Back to the Future Two. Did they mention anything about an Amber Alert? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so hoverboards—that's the big one. Everybody talks about the hoverboards and Back to the Future Two. Mm -hmm. That is not a reality. Mm -hmm. Hoverboards, and although, although we've had a couple false alarms as far as the hoverboards go. Yeah. Researchers actually successfully experimented with uh, with liquid nitrogen. And magnetic tracks. But, listen, skateboarders are not known for their love of pre-planned routes. 
So I guess we can get a board hovering, but it's got to be on a it's got to be on a track. And and sadly, the best Mattel, which was the company that Marty right was a Mattel hoverboard that he I think so he took from the little girl. Yeah, it had that like eighties pink um, Mattel was, sort of uh, like a like a uh, like a bar- Barbie Barbie pink. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's got like the burst logo. Yeah, it was it was Griff and the gang chasing Marty. And Marty took the, the hoverboard from the little girl and took the stick off. I think it was Mattel. But Mattel, remember, they came up with their limited edition non-hovering lookalike back in 2012. And people were like, here it is. It doesn't hover. It just looks like it. Hmm. Uh, hands-free gaming. That's a thing. Yeah. Back to the Future 2. Predicted hands-free gaming. I think, remember, Marty goes into, uh, goes into, uh, into the, what is it, a diner or whatever. And yeah. a young Elijah Wood is playing like a buck hunter type game with the with the gun. And he said, this game for babies. Mm. <laughs> and now we do have hands-free gaming. Handheld tablet computers. Yes. That is a thing. There's a scene where a member of the, uh, the Hill Valley Preservation Society holds out a tablet for Marty to sign. Probably electronically, you know, asking for a signature to save the clock tower. Hmm. Yes, that is a thing. As Moon mentioned, baseball. A baseball team in Florida. Remember, Marty sees the big billboard that says, Cubs win World Series, Mm -hmm. beat Florida. And Marty goes, a baseball team in Miami. And that was 1989. There was no Florida team yet. There were no Miami Marlins. There were no Tampa Bay Rays. Mm. And then the Cubs win in the World Series. Now, they did win in 2016. No, it's just leave it up to the Cubs to screw it up. So they were a year <laughs> off. They were they were a year off. That's pretty good. It is. Yep. Especially since it had been since 1908 or whatever it was. Just yeah, call so it by to, almost one year. And yeah. Back to the Future 2, Cubs win World Series 2015, but they were just a year off. So uh, Video conferencing, that's a thing. Uh, wall-mounted widescreen televisions, yes. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're doing full-on FaceTime with Flea. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It, and, then, and then yet he still gets fired over fax. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> fax machines in Back to the Future 2 are the preferred form of communications, but that's... <laughs> but essentially it's like he's printing out his email, like a you know, Bluetooth, Bluetooth printer, which is what we do have. Yeah. Yeah, Back to the Future 2 asserts that sending information via fax is the most efficient way to communicate in, in 2015. But fax machines were only useful, think about it, for a very short amount of time. Yeah, they're the laser disc of, uh, of office materials. And if you look at Back to the Future 2, there's a whole bunch of laser discs in there. <laughs> like, I guess in an alleyway, Marty's in an alley, and there's, a, like, there's cubes of laser discs. That's amazing. Like being thrown away? Yeah, it looks like that. That's awesome. Little did they know they'd be thrown away six months after that movie was made. Mm. <laughs> Ironically, it didn't come out on Laserdisc. Yeah, I had a, a buddy in college. One of my dorm mates had a Laserdisc player. I mean, that was the thing, man. Yeah. That was Heck. the thing. That was 96 or 97. Are those the ones that were the size of a record? Yeah. LP? Yeah. The people that had Laserdiscs, uh, their kids had Dreamcast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the kids that I knew, their parents played laser discs. 
they they had a was it Sega Sega Dreamcast Sega Dreamcast yeah I mean this is the thing yeah if, this is going to be the future guys it, it was yeah. the thing for six months and then no slight tangent here did you guys see the video that was going around on Twitter a couple of days ago it was a fenced in area of where all the VHS tapes have gone. Mm-mm. No. I mean, it was just mountains of VHS tapes. Like uh, where VHS tapes go to die? Yeah, yeah. Like a graveyard for VHS yeah, tapes? it was brutal, yeah. Let's see if I can find it, but yeah. I still have VHS tapes, VHS tapes in my basement in a, in a, in a tote, in a plastic tote. Like I'm, gonna, like I'm ever going to use those. Yeah, I have a bunch. I have one labeled Ford Car Show. Uh, I wonder what's on that. Uh, not the newest Mustang. <laughs> yeah, that's her name, Mustang. <laughs> All right, so wall-mounted television screens, widescreen, yes, that's a thing. Uh, fax machines, no, we don't really use fax machines anymore. Remember the old fax machine joke was t- when the when the paper came in a roll? You fax somebody, but you tape the roll together, so it's a continuous loop, so somebody keeps getting the same facts. <laughs> How would I describe it? Like you I tape never it. played any facts pranks. You tape it like, <laughs> you take, you, you tape, you tape it like a tube, Yeah. so it just keeps feeding through, and whoever's receiving it just keeps getting faxes. That's funny. <laughs> uh, auto-lacing sneakers. I mean, I guess Nike has yeah. sort of, kind of. If we wanted that, we could have that. I don't think it's very practical. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If we wanted to spend money to have m- motors in our shoes, we <laughs> could have that. If there were a demand for it, it would be around. Those were the the hoverboard and the uh, and the auto lacing sneakers were the two like cool things that people wanted to see coming out of Back to the Future too. I mean, listen, the the flying cars, the hover, you know, ah, yeah, it's cool, but let's be realistic. Auto lacing sneakers will be out before flying cars. Yeah. But I know Nike did try to put out at least a couple of prototypes yeah. or a couple of limited edition things, but I mean they were super expensive though. Super yeah. expensive, but super impractical. Even the the non uh, uh, self lacing ones, those Air Mags are fifteen grand. Air Mags, yeah, yeah, That's what I mean, those are ridiculous. Actually, I think they're far more than that. Far they? more than ridiculous? No, I no. think they're going for like. And I think it was for a charity because I think it was for Parkinson's disease because, you know, uh, Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's. And I think they were doing it for charity, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you see, like, those those sneakerheads and those sneaker shows talking about the Air Mags. And they they were all over YouTube for a while with all the big, giant YouTubers. Well, and they were the ones being like, oh, my gosh, I'm taking them to school. They were the ones that just looked like them. And then they were the ones that actually worked. So we're not there. I got. I don't think we're ever going to get to auto lacing sneakers. I don't know. I'm still going to stick with my Velcro. <laughs> you manual. know. You know. We're we're approaching the age that when they when they happen, we're going to go. That's just something else to break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want we'll self sneakers to get there. Shoes. Something else to break. That's it. <laughs> now the the point will come where I can't reach my feet to uh to uh tie to tie your shoes. Well, at least I'm hoping. Oh my God! Look at Jeff showing us that VHS tape graveyard. And they'll zoom in on ones every once in a while. That's that, just in your backyard? Yeah, this is my trunk. Wow. That's crazy, right? Coyote Ugly. There's a copy of Coyote Ugly. Yeah, next to Monsters, Inc. Fun look house. At that. Look at this one. Yeah, where'd out. they all go? I guess to there. Wow, look at that. Yeah. What are we going to do with that? We're going to melt it? We're going to crush it? What are we doing? Uh, melt it. Ah, can you turn it into something? I don't know. You can recycle plastic. I'm, it's, I'm seeing a lot of plastic. You have to rewind them first. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, be, that's the kind thing to do. Yeah, yeah. it really is.
That's hey, the con a little, thing. There's a little race car. Oh, no, wait. That's a rewinder. Okay, never mind. We used to have like a rewinding Corvette next to ours. Yeah, it was absolutely. The, you pressed the, the, <laughs> the, the hood and the top opened up. You slipped her in and it was oh, a, yeah. a rewinder. Yep. It was a black Corvette. Uh, dehydrated food, if you remember Back to the Future 2, Marty, uh, uh, was it Marty's mom? She puts the dehydrated food in the... In the hydrator? In the hydrator and a pizza comes out. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly that. I mean, we have dehydrated things, so yeah. it's not It's not like that. Uh, oh, remember they were in double ties? Oh, that's right. You know, and, and can anybody explain to me where this came from? Where ties were... Where, you know what I mean? Like, there's an evolution of dress, and there's a, and there's so many rules, and of course, you know, we can uh, trace a lot of it back to... Think about this all the time. Yeah. To s- Where did the things. tie come from? Yeah, Why? I've, I thought about stuff, and, I, and, and you know, even our, our, our styles have changed in the past hundred years with, you know, well, thin tie, thick tie, long tie, short Piano tie. Piano key tie. You know, three-piece, two-piece, and all this kind of stuff. Who thought that it was dressy to tie something around our neck? I mean, Some, like somebody a reverse, had a little extra material. Yeah, a reverse noose, and somebody said, "Hey, looks well, like know, a fan." I bet I started with either rich or royalty, like an ascot, or something like that. Yeah, a yeah scarf. especially purple, maybe. The maybe origin. it started. Yeah, maybe it started off in a in a in a, a cold climate area. We yeah. needed to keep the neck warm. Yeah, and then it just slowly evolved. Devolved. To, <laughs> we need the material to go down on my belly button. I want to wear a fancy scarf that actually isn't practical, but it's mm. to show you that I'm willing to tie this fancy scarf. Well, I need scarf. to cinch the top of my dress shirt. You know? like d- Don't know. <laughs> but in Back to the Future 2 was double neckties. And that is not... <laughs> Which is as dorky as what we're wearing now. The double necktie? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching... You know what it was? I was watching the scene with the widescreen TV and the, uh, the FaceTime thing would flee. And they're moving. Oh, they're wearing double neckties. Huh. That's not a thing. <laughs> but, yeah, listen. I think it was... Who wrote that? Was it Robert Zemeckis? Um, Zemeckis did... Hang on, let's see. I mean, he was, he was pretty spot on with some stuff. Yeah. Zemeckis... I mean, he gets a passing uh, grade, at least, for, for predicting the future. Bob Gale. Bob Gale and Zemeckis. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he did a good job, considering it's supposed to also be a comedy... Movie and uh, you know he kept it pretty real. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, it says here the necktie originated in the 17th century during the Thirty Year War with France. King Louis the something 13th uh, <laughs> hired a Croatian mercenary who wore a piece of cloth around their neck as part of their uniform. While these early neckties did serve as a function, so basically it was a jacket over their over their shoulders that they tied around the front. And then uh, King Louis said, hey, that's really kind of cool. He liked it so much he made them uh, ties mandatory uh, accessories for the royal gatherings. So, so it really started that... as function, like you put a, you know, a jacket around you and tie the, mm. the, the sleeves like this. Yeah. That's basically what they were doing, although it wasn't sleeves. It was just extra material to help keep it on their back. Kind of like a cape, really. Mm. Kind of looks like uh, modern day ties. So and... from that long ago. <laughs> and Lou thought it was cool. Man. You Thanks, know, Lou. You know it's in my nature to not do what you tell me to do. Well, how often do you wear a tie? I'm just well, I'm just saying some royal fella makes some you know fashion what? mandate. I'm what a bunch proclamation. of proclamation. I'm with you. I'm taking mine. What a bunch of nope. Loosen no, up, Jeff. Sorry. You can loosen yeah. up. I'm loosen. Loosen up. <laughs> loosen up. Well speaking of like inventions, I mean what what are the most important inventions of our time? 
The oh, I was what are the most the important inventions of our time? It's Jeff's time. <laughs> but is the wheel really an invention? For sure. Yeah, the use and the practicality of it. The the is it a is it an invention or a discovery? No, it's a, it's an like invention. did somebody make it? When's the last time you found a wheel in nature? A couple, two, three days. I ago. mean, a rock could be round that you could. You never see the Flintstones; their tires are, no, 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 are no. rocks. You're not understanding. A, a wheel is not just the wheel. It's like I'm. I'm talking about the invention of the wheel being a wheel, an axle. Oh, look at this! This allows me to do this. Well, a survey. Thank you, Henry Ford. A survey <laughs> ranked the 20 most important inventions of all time. I think this fits with the Back to the Future. Day so, thing. of all time, not of our time. Of all time, of all time, and the wheel is not on here. So I'm I'm not sure if they consider that hmm. a discovery or an invention. I think there's a there's a difference. Like you discover fire, like you discover yeah, you discover like fire. you don't invent fire, but you invented a wheel. You th but you're thinking in your mind like the spokes coming out of a wheel. I'm talking like a, about the entire mechanism, hmm. the mechanism of a wheel. Yeah, with gears. Not just the no, never no, mind the, the gears. gears is another never thing. Never mind Rocket. the gears. No, I'm just talking about the the. We have to have those. To make a turn, but that's a that's a separate element. I, to I it. am just talking about uh, the the mechanism of a wheel, the design of the wheel, and then putting an axle through it. Single, evidence, single evidence, or double. In, evidence indicates that they were created to serve as a potter's wheel around 3500 BC in Mesopotamia, 300 years before someone figured out to use them for chariots. Right. So it is using the word invented. So initially, it was invented as as a as a building material. Well, it's not, it did not make the top twenty. So, well, so we're off to a great start. But number one is probably the right thing. Um, in, a motor, remote controls, electricity. See, electricity is is the most important invention of our time. And I t I categorize that somewhere in the gray area with fire. Was that a discovery or an invention? Well, I guess you heart. Mm. See, the, uh, the inventions are yeah. all the things that use electricity. All right, so technically harness, the, the, the invention would be harnessing electricity. Yes. Okay, okay. So harnessing, yeah, because lightning is electricity. Right. It's harnessing electricity right. is the number one invention. Understanding the world around us. Same for, like, flight. Like, we didn't invent flight, but we figured out the world around us enough to be able to fly. Uh, the telephone was number two. Anyone want to fashion any guess? Guesses as to uh, some of the other things? Mm. Uh, telegraph. Uh, the telegraph uh, did not make the top 20. Car? Yeah. The car is number eight. The cotton gin. The cotton gin, no. Toilet. The toilet, no. Defibrillator. The toilet's not on there? The toilet That's is a bunch not. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, vaccines are number three. Oh, oh yeah. Duh. Vaccine should be number one. Yep. Should be number one. In 1901, the average male lifespan was 46. And now look at us. Yeah. Now it's, now it's 75. Uh, the light bulb was number four. Then you got the internet at number five. TV at number six. Computers at number seven. Cars at number eight. Anesthesia. Uh, I love her. What's her latest song? You're Before right. 1846, they just drugged people up with opiates or just got them drunk. All right. Time for yeah. surgery. Take a couple shots of this. Airplanes, number 10. Radio, number 11. It's just nice to be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, nobody would be hearing us right now. Steam engine trains, cameras, the printing press, clocks, optical lenses, the compass, 
Clocks. How is Clocks not number three? I mean, you know, top three. Well, what would you what would you bump off that top ten? I think vaccines, clocks, and what was some of the other electricity, ones? telephone, light bulb, internet, TV, computers, cars, anesthesia, airplanes. Oh boy! What would you bump? Uh, I don't know, but light bulb stays up there. Yeah. Light bulb, vaccine, and um, I mean, you can't bump the internet. That's pretty damn important. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah, that could be bumped down. I think. You think so? Oh, sure. Oh, that's sure. Pretty, it's I not mean, communication was fine before. That's not top five. It's top ten, but not top five. Yeah. Optical lenses are at the compass. Boats, helicopters, and tractors. That's top 20. Mm, tractors are tractors very, are important. Very, very important. Shamwell didn't make it, huh? The Shamwell did <laughs> the Shamwell did not make it. Slap chop is 51. <laughs> so listen. It's oh. back to the future day. I don't know what you do to celebrate. Maybe watch the movie. Maybe try to uh, invent, you know, something from the movie that is not true yet. Mm-hmm. Keep working on that flying car you have in the in the garage. <laughs> Celebrate in your own way. Next thing you know, we have, uh, you know, flying Camaros in the front yard with weeds growing around it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I see your flying Camaro landed right there about three years ago. Mm. You know, we've been doing these kind of am I the a-hole uh, stories off of Reddit. The best. And, and I guess, you know, now racial listeners are sending us their own Am I the A-Hole questions. And it, it's mostly having to do with weddings. And this one, this particular Am I the A-Hole question comes from a racial listener. And it, this this piqued my interest. And I want I want your opinions on this. And, of course, I'm leaving her name off this. But uh, she writes, and pay attention to the details here. Okay. I'm newly engaged to an amazing guy. We've been together for almost six years. I'm very close with his family. I even lived with them right after we graduated high school for a couple of years. My soon-to-be mother-in-law is a great woman. However, she is and always has been a major, capital major, major control freak. And has uh, fairly often crossed boundaries. Doing things like standing outside the bathroom door while I'm in there, asking if I'm going number two, and then when I say yes, opening the door to ask me if I think her skirt is cute. I guess there's no lock on the door. And she says, I'm telling you this for a taste of a little taste of what I mean. Now the issue. I was speaking with her about how I wasn't 100% sure who I would have in my wedding party. I'm not sure if she was sitting on the toilet or not during this conversation. <laughs> you can Let's tell. assume no. So she's, uh, you know, she's telling her mother-in-law or future mother-in-law, I'm not 100% sure who I would have at my wedding party. And the mother-in-law says, well, you have one person for sure. I asked her who. And she says, well, insert fiance's uh, name here, sister. So the future sister-in-law. All right. I feel similarly about the sister as I do the mother. She's nice. We get along. But we aren't super close by any means. And I never planned on having her in it. She's eight years older than us, always refers to us as, quote-unquote, the kids, and is always calling me sweetie and honey. When she comes to our house, she's nitpicky and honestly annoying. It sounds like you really don't like her. I'm just saying. Yeah. And the way she has always and still acts towards my fiancé and I makes me think of her more like a second mother. And that's fine. Like I said, I don't hate her or anything, but I don't want her in my wedding party. 
I think my soon-to-be mother-in-law could sense my hesitation when she just assumed that the sister would be in the wedding, and I told her that my fiancé was not planning on having either of my two brothers in his wedding on his side. And she just said in a stern tone, it is really going to hurt her feelings if you decide not to put her in it. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Part of me thinks oh, it's right. silly and I should just suck it up and put her in since I'm marrying into nope. this family. But then another part of me pictures how annoying it'll be because, like her mother, she's always controlling and naggy. I also picture me trying not to act too wild at my bachelorette party with my friends because my fiance's sister is there. And I don't want to be worried about what she thinks about me. Am I the a-hole if I don't put her in? Nope. And Such how the hell solution. do I approach it? Easy solution. Easy, easy solution. Because if I decide to say no, my mother-in-law is, my mother is going to be pissed, and she's going to try to fight me on it. Okay. Listen, there's a number of ways to look at this. You just, hey, it's a couple hours, you keep the peace. And you look at this as an investment in your future. You put her in, who cares? It's, everybody's going to be happy, there's going to be no drama. Chances are you have it in your head that it's going to be naggy and annoying. It may not be that way at all. Right. And then in the future, there's no hard feelings. And the day after the wedding is the day after the wedding, and it's fine. Or you put your foot down now because this future mother-in-law is already overbearing. And if you let her control this, she's going to control every damn other thing. Or you could put her in the wedding and not have her in the, the thing up on the stage deal. You can have her do yeah, something be an else. Usher or something. She can be an usher. She can, uh, isn't there like a guest book or something like that? Yeah, but then it's the whole bridesmaid dress. Who cares? And that's whole, Who that cares? Whole thing. It's your wedding, not your mother-in-law's. No, and it's I, not I hers. get that. And the thing about the bachelorette party, from what it sounds like, she sounds like she's super fun, so she's probably not going to go anyway. Yeah, so just make her in charge of watching the cars in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jeff, if she's a control freak, like like she says there, she will go to that bachelorette party. You think so? For sure. Would She'll go not. just to be a controlling biatch? Just to control the... Even the, if she's not at the wedding party and you're not inviting her to the bachelorette party, I think that's also... No, no, I'm saying invite yeah. her. I don't think she would go. I really don't. I don't know. Definitely, I would talk to your fiance about it and say, "Hey, uh, can you, you got to help me out?" That's on this. a great point. You, <laughs> you got to help me out on this. Like, yeah. hey, can can you shield me, please, from from this obnoxious moment I find myself in? Yeah. There's you just, just, there's solutions. Yeah, stay level headed about it. Yeah. But uh, you are certainly not the a hole here. And did I just hear Riz take a stance for peacekeeping? Yes. Wow. When it comes to family stuff, it's it's so, I mean, just unnecessary agita. So you're willing to uh, bend, if yeah, you will. for family, to keep the peace. Because when there's warring factions within the family, it's yeah. not good. That's not a good thing. I've had in my, you know, in my family plenty I'm, of... I'm impressed, man. I'm impressed. I've had plenty of, of, uh, of fights on different sides and... People are stuck in the middle, and it just, man, why? Huh. Like, if you could be the bigger person and go, uh, who cares? It's a couple hours. Man, you you are... make her happy. You make the mother-in-law happy, and you're, and it's fine. Maybe that, maybe in the future, you could cash in on that. You're swaying me, for sure. My initial yeah. reaction was, hold your ground. This is your day. Sweetest I know, but people, it's, but it's like... freaking, it's the, it's the wedding stuff that just, everybody gets crazy over it, yeah. and... Maybe be the bigger person and just go, ah, you know what? She'll stand there. She'll be happy. She puts the dress on. 
She puts the dress she on. Puts the dress yeah. on. <laughs> she puts the dress on. She holds flowers, and it's all good. Everybody dances. Okay. And then the next day, you don't have to deal with that. You had a nice day. There's nothing hanging over your head. Now you don't put the sister in the in the wedding party, and there's something there's something over your head always. Okay, but on the flip side. If it's a particular type of person or family, and you do allow them in, well, then now are you they, opening up the door for other things? Well, now they know that they can just walk all over you when it comes to them wanting to do something or participate in. Yeah, in, but you don't have family. to make it seem like you're doing it as a favor. You could do you could make it seem like you're doing it genuinely. Yeah, I get it, man. Yeah. And, and peacekeeping is is of the utmost importance in in almost everything family. But a lot of this is going to end up on the fiance, and he needs to make sure that he is the peace. It's his job. He needs He's to the sack bridge. up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's the bridge, and he needs to make sure that his. His family doesn't end up hating yeah. you for this reason or that, but he also needs to make sure that like he's he's got your back and 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 is shielding you from some of the unpleasantries yeah, that it's his come wedding, with your family. It's his wedding too, and does he want her in this or not? And if he does, then you know he can make that happen. You could tell this future sister-in-law, yeah, you can be in you know the wedding party, but we're doing thong bikinis mm, instead of dresses. Yeah. So it's up yeah. to you if you mm. want to be in it or not. You do the peacekeeping now. We're doing shirts and skins, mm. and I'm not going to tell you until game day which one you're going to be. You want to be in the wedding party? You do the peacekeeping now, and who knows something. I mean, you may just end up finding yourself doing a lot of stuff that you don't want to do but because then, this family has the control. But once you're then in the family, then you have a little more say in things. Like, once you've crossed the threshold, now you're in the family. So yours is a slow play plan. This sounds like... I'm thinking about the future. Yeah, you're laying groundwork. I'm laying groundwork because I know things down the road can happen, and this will be this will be hung over your head. This sounds like an experienced man. We're hearing. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what the real issue is. Slow play. Listen, my mother-in-law is is a uh, you know uh, a very controlling woman, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, some things you just got to bend on. Some things you could fight, you could fight, you could fight, and next thing you know. Nothing is solved. Keep getting it out. What happened? A lot of things happen, Jeff. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take a deep breath and go, it's okay. All right, let's start it's with fine. high school. Let's start with high school. What no, happened? I, I hear what you're saying, man. I, there's, it's fine. There's been experiences in my past where I, I, held, I held ground, and I felt very, very, very morally justified to hold particular ground, and it, uh, never, it never went well. Well, and then what happens is you, you think you're right. Mother-in-law thinks they're right. And then fiancé stuck in the middle. And that's a tough place for, for fiancé, too. Yeah, fiancé's got the power to help out here. So let's though. say I'm, I'm fighting, saying. not that this would ever happen, but I'm fighting with my father-in-law. And my wife is now stuck in the middle. Stuck in the middle between two very stubborn people. And that's a bad place for her to be in. So sometimes I got to, okay, I'm going to keep the peace here. And walk away. <laughs> walk away. And that's this why, way. That's why, dude, that's why my parents would always, always say this. Like, hey, you marry your family. You marry your family. You can't, you're not just proposing to this gal or this guy or whatever it is. You know, you are, you got to think this through. Think it through. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Or you could be like me and then move a thousand miles away. Yeah. yeah you can do that. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's an option. Thing. Long play. Yeah, what you do is, uh, yeah, 
don't have the sister in the wedding, and then get a radio job a thousand miles away, and uh, there, there you go. Hey. Problem solved. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Good. Glad we solved that. Done. Oh, it's not like they they hang that over my head either. No. Right. Mm-hmm. No. So, took my daughter a thousand miles away for what kind of job? Oh, a radio job? What are you going to be doing? Oh, the night shift playing records. Oh, okay. Good. I thought you said radiology. Oh, no. No, you know, uh, you know, our cousin's a pharmacist, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Teamers, remember the day brought to you by Layla. Both locations offering full patio service, carrying a curbside delivery from St. Charles, Austin Fleming. Oh, yeah. Let me see. Has been listening to the point since she was old enough to walk. Loves little games we play and how uh, and how fun and open we are with any topic. We talk about controversial things, but are so chill and professional about it. What? Are you listening to the right radio uh-huh. show? <laughs> Uh, we accept everyone and are just genuinely good people. We got her fooled. She says it's the best way to start her day every day. She is a chemistry major and can play six different instruments. What a smarty. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Out time, she writes seven if you include the skin flute. All right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it says it right there. I, I swear to God. Okay. Good. Seven. What is, uh, is seven. what's her name again? I thought I heard you say Austin. Autumn. Autumn. Oh, Autumn. Did Autumn. I say Austin? I don't know. I said yeah. Austin. I don't I know why I heard Austin. I don't know. I may have said Autumn. Autumn. I'm sorry. Autumn. 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 And, and she has a brother named Austin. He can only do six instruments. Yeah. Autumn. <laughs> Autumn Fleming. Sorry. He can't play guitar. Autumn Fleming yeah. is the team member of the day. Austin's, <laughs> Austin's phone is blowing up right now. Did you hear what your sister said about you, man? <laughs> Autumn Fleming from St. Charles, the Teamers member of the day. Get super sweet Teamers member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up, 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. If your allergies are driving you crazy again this year, just like they did, oh, I don't know, let's say last year, why not talk to St. Louis Sinus Center and end these symptoms once and for all? Dr. Gould is amazing. His staff is amazing. They are experts and they offer super, super easy solutions. They have the allergy drops. And yes, I said drops, not shots. Drops. The drops are dosed at your home. Pretty convenient, right? And over time, symptoms, they just go away. It is that easy. You can make this go away. Give them a call today, 314-473-5433, or visit them online. It's stlsinuscenter.com. That's stlsinuscenter.com. Dr. Gould and his team are amazing. You can get rid of your sinus problems once and forever. STLSinusCenter.com. Hey, if you're anything like me, then listen, go to the dentist was one of those things that always skeeved you out. I hated it. I was not a fan. To be honest with you, I'm still not a really big fan of the dentist. But going to Foley Dental Group out in Maryville, Illinois, it makes it so much easier for me. They know my fear. They know that I'm a big baby when it comes to it. And they treat me with kindness. They really do. They make me feel comfortable with the point music on in the background, the massaging chairs, the Netflix right there. They're amazing. And the work they do is absolutely great. If they can make me go from Wentzville to Maryville, Illinois to find a dentist that will actually take care of me, they can convert you as well. So just go to FoleyDentalGroup.com. That's FoleyDentalGroup.com out in Maryville, Illinois. Hey, it's Jeff Burton here. More good news for you from our good friends at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Locally owned and family owned since 1976. Now through October 31st at all 41 Dobbs store locations, including their newest store in Eureka, you can get great deals on in-stock quality Cooper tires. When you buy three select Cooper tires, you'll get the fourth Cooper tire absolutely free. That's right. Buy three select in-stock Cooper tires, get the fourth tire free. 
Better yet, you can enjoy even bigger savings on your new set of select Cooper tires by combining with one of the uh, two Cooper Tire October rebates. Click on go to Dobbs.com for more details. Then let the Dobbs team of professional tire technicians and service associates take care of your vehicle. Click on go to Dobbs.com for all the Dobbs current tire and auto service deals, including the buy three tires, get the fourth free Cooper tire offer available now through the end of the month. Where? From the good people at Dobbs. Go to Dobbs.com today. Hey, what's happening? This is Tracy Morgan. I'm a black dude. You're listening to my favorite white guy. It's the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz, you bitch. All right, thank you. <laughs> Still my favorite. All right, welcome back. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Bud Light Seltzer webcams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. I, uh, I quote that Tracy Morgan one every once in a while, and it actually happened this morning. I walked into King Scott's production suite there, and I said, Give me my sports, you bitch. Bitch. <laughs> 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 that actually did happen. You also called him your favorite white guy, which uh-huh. is nice. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say that. On the socials, at R-I-Z-Z Show. Your emails, Riz Show, 1057thepoint.com. Uh, our buddy, Kevin Shatkirk, on the program with us today. Heck yes. And uh, we talked to him last year or earlier this year. Remember, he was a surprise. Yeah. He oh, was yeah. a surprise guest. We must have rubbed off the good luck. I mean, he's had some luck these past couple weeks. Heck yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it luck. Yeah, Skill. I mean, maybe it's stuff he's done. From, I could from say, us. I could say Stanley Cup champion mm-hmm. and newest Anaheim Duck. Yeah. Listen, the skill is from him. The luck was from us. Yes, that's it. That's right. what I'm saying. That's it. You know, I do want to, uh, and, and, and Kevin with us has always been, you know, brutally honest. I want to know what it was like living in that in that hockey bubble for three months. Yeah, especially with a, a fairly new child. Yeah. You know. Fairly new child. Living in the bubble. I mean, he was there longer than everybody. I wonder why, you know, because there's everybody, the, the analysts say the Blues did not handle the bubble well from a psychological standpoint. Why he did and others didn't. Hmm. Yeah. Handle it well. Yeah, he had an overtime winner in the playoffs against Dallas. What's it like to hoist the Stanley Cup? I mean, listen, we got a, a ton of stuff to talk to Kevin about. Also very, very important before you move on here, uh, a ticket and a work order ticket has been entered for the men's bathroom. Just so you know. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate oh God, I, I didn't even go in there. But yeah. Jeff, uh, I warned you as soon as Jeff you this morning. I guess the the men's bathroom here. Somebody just yeah stall three. Just somebody stall three worked oh. it. I mean, made it their bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it is very sick because ninety percent of the time when I get here, especially when it's a little bit longer of a drive, uh, and it was raining the whole time, I go pretty much straight to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and that door was closed, and I. And nobody was, you know, this is the the handicrapper, and I opened the door, and then I why found out would you, why okay, it was closed. Question: yeah, Why would you question. open it if it's closed? Because that's the one I like to use. But if it's closed, probably closed for a reason. Now I know. Moving forward, I will not try it. Well, I also wanted to make sure the overnight guy wasn't dead in there. You know, I mean, think about it. <sighs> not my problem. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it up, the door, and it was startling what I saw. Yeah. And this is a Crohn's patient talking. <laughs> Yikes. Huh. So, so in, just, the, <laughs> in the men's bathroom here, we have, I mean, we have three toilet stalls that are fully enclosed rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's lovely. It's, it's a dream. It's like Japan style, right? The doors it's are uh, floor, floor to ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. But with the toilet. 
Yeah. Floor to ceiling. <laughs> That's a good point. You don't have to crap in a hole. Yeah. Like you have to do in Japan. But floor to, you know, floor to ceiling doors, nice. Yeah. Nice. And and the third stall is the handicapped one, which is, I mean, hey, spread out. Yeah, it's with, nice. some room. With There's, additional locks, by the way. Yeah. yeah Each store has its own lock. Yeah. Like, that's a big mm-hmm. thing. The handicrapper on Fridays actually has an omelet station in mm-hmm. there. I don't, yeah. And I, what I mean by lock is, I don't mean well, like the Well, I said, I'll take ham and... <laughs> Red and onion, no, no, never mind. No, no onions. <laughs> I don't mean, like, when I say lock, I don't mean like the little twisty, like, oh, somebody could bump that open if they wanted to be open. I'm talking like it is a door with a handle with a full-blown lock. Yeah. yeah. Bolt. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, when that door is closed, I ain't going in there. Yeah, for There's a reason that's closed. No. So Jeff put a sign on the door. It says, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I emailed the, the appropriate person. As the person with the Crohn's, I'm always like, feel the need to go. And it wasn't me. I guess one of those. But like, I didn't this time. Did you examine and go, what did this person eat? <sighs> was it just bulky? It couldn't go down? Is that why? No, it was just a mess. It was just a mess. It wasn't like volume or density made it not go down. Or maybe because it tried, it was all... Oh, was there I, stuff on the I seat? I want to say the word broken up. <laughs> you know, it looks like a, uh, a shredded tire was thrown in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so good. Gross. Huh. Yeah, anyway, thank yeah, you, Jeff, anyway. for that. You're Appreciate welcome. That. So uh, a work order has been entered. All right, good to know. Yeah. And uh, if you are an employee of this, uh, this year cluster, just be warned. It was a cluster in there, I can tell you. Just be warned <laughs> on your way in. Don't use stall three. It's a disaster. Yes. Uh, today is October 21st, back in the day, 141 years ago, 1879. Thomas Edison turned on the first working light bulb in Menlo Park, New Jersey, and it burned out after 40 hours. 48 years ago, 1972, Chuck Berry had his first number one record with this song. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding a ling a ling Uh-huh. A bit of foreshadowing there. I was <laughs> going to say, was he? My ding a ling a ling That was 48 years ago today. That was uh, Chuck Berry's first number one record, My Ding-a-Ling. Uh, for- <laughs> awesome number one. Shocking. Yep, number one song. Ah. you got to be thrilled that's your first big hit. I'm sure he was. Uh, 45 years ago, 1975, Game 6 World Series, bottom of the 12th inning, Boston Red Sox catcher Colton Fisk hit a deep, deep ball to left field and willed it fair for the game-winning home run. Very famous video. Mm -hmm. Colton Fisk willing the ball fair. Uh, But the uh, Cincinnati Reds beat the Sox in Game 7, so, meh, meant nothing. 28 years ago, 1992, Madonna's literary masterpiece, Sex, went on sale. For forty nine ninety five, it's in the office. I'll say, don't the you have a sign, thought, signed copy? Uh, it's not signed, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the one where <laughs> this is how good the morning show was back then. We had a person once a week to do book reviews. She's a sweet, sweet person, and her parents owned a bookstore there in Clayton, and she brought a copy in for each of us, and it was sealed. And I said, this thing's going to be worth some money. What? How do you money. review that book? You go, all right, here she is. No, 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 no. That wasn't the one that, we re- that was naked. reviewed, but for some reason. And here she is hitchhiking naked. Yeah. And is that... Uh, is that Vanilla Ice? ice? Uh, yeah, no, but she brought one in for me or whomever. Uh, it was sealed and everything. And I was like, this thing's going to be worth something someday. I'm not going to open it. And by the time I got home, I was like sliding <laughs> like, a, like a razor across mm, it. Just so yes, it's going to be worth something one day. Yeah. It was worth a little bit to me for about eight minutes. Oh, really, huh? Yeah, it's so it was supposed to be artsy. 
It is very artsy. It is. But it was still, at the time, Madonna completely nude from head to toe. Yeah. And doing stuff with other females and in very sexual situations. Yeah. Something that no pop star would do right now. Nobody would. Although. Nobody as big as her then. It's kind of vanilla say. compared to mm-hmm. stuff you could see now on the internet. Well, yeah, on the internet. But that big that of a That was star, 1992. What I'm saying is, who's the biggest female pop star right now? Uh, I mean, Taylor Swift. Could you in a million years see Taylor Swift doing something like that? You have you seen I Taylor see, Swift's belly button once. I could see Lady Gaga. Yeah, Lady Gaga I did I could see Lady Gaga doing that. You see her doing it, but will she? No. Well, she did that stuff in the woods. It was something something where she was naked running around. Have you seen this book from Madonna? No, sir. Look at that. I like the sir thing. Look at that and then tell me. Is it under your desk? It's Yeah. It's, uh, you want me to go get yeah, it? I, I, Scott, can you go uh, look at uh, <laughs> Put yeah, the gloves on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, send the Christian to go get it. Yeah. It's going to be on fire by the time we get back. It's bring, in his brief, just bring the whole briefcase. Bring okay. the whole briefcase. I don't want you opening it. You don't know the code. Yes, and continue to, to pretend that you're not interested as well. <laughs> uh, 25 years ago, 1995, on this day, uh, Shannon Hoon of Blind Melon died of a heroin overdose. Still, ironically, to this day, I have a picture of myself in Springfield when they're at the Regency Showcase with everybody in the band except for Shannon. Where was he? I think he was outside smoking. Mm. Not sure. 17 years ago, 2003, Fred Rerun Berry of What's Happening died at the age of 52. Also 17 years ago, 2003, a guy named Kirk Jones became the first person to survive going over Niagara Falls without safety devices. And he was charged with illegal, uh, illegally performing a stunt. And that's what happened back in the day. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right. Yeah, oh, he went straight to the bathroom. What? You think Scott got lost on the way? Something on like the way that. back with yeah. Jeff's briefcase? Yeah. Je- I mean, there he is. Jeff has a briefcase of pornography under his desk. Well, you can't leave it at home. I don't want my fingerprints on the It, it is a legit, and to go along with, dude, you need to carry that around with your suit. Yeah, could you hand me? <laughs> <laughs> he opens it up, and there's like this, like, uh, yeah, well, there's a... Is that Keanu Tom? Keanu's Flex Appeal? Get out of here, man. He's got, now he's pulling out Playboys. Oh, there is Madonna's sex book oh, in, wow. in the silver wrapper. Yeah, see, here's where I went. That was really neat. May I see that? Oh, I didn't realize that was spiral back. For research? Oh, my gosh, dude. It's got a steel cover? It's like a coffee what? table book. Yeah, it's easy to clean. <laughs> oh, you just wipe off with a rag, right? That looks amazing. Give it to Moon. I'm trying to get it to where he He's done this before. I mean, he is like. Yeah, he could. He could. You're damaging Moon's it. Moon's capable. I'm just saying. All my point is, you you would never see any current current superstar do something like this. Do something as graphic as this. Do Have something you, like what? What is this? In there's here? there's a shot of her completely naked from head to toe hitchhiking. Yeah, yeah, that's the picture I remember. There's a CD. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was one of her videos from at the time. Whoa! In huge letters, the first page just says, "This book is about sex. Sex is not love." Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen that book? No, man. I mean, you've heard of it. I've heard of it from his jokes, but yeah, I thought Wayne, it was more jokes. Wayne and Garth talked about it's it. In no, my no, hands. I mean, she's just tell tell me how graphic that is, and just think of anybody. Uh, yeah, I would not imagine this uh, being on. Um... I imagine maybe Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Miley Cyrus uh, has done this one yeah. picture at a time. Maybe yeah. this one particular picture, though, uh, some pretty suggestive uh, things happening there. That one. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is right up your alley. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> oh, is that a bondage thing? Okay, all Jeff, right, let's settle down, guys. Jeff, you're going to love this. This is this is from ni- 1992. We're first discovering this. <laughs> you're welcome, guys. Just stick with me. So it's almost like she did like this full uh, boudoir uh, it's done very photo artsy. shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's artsy. Yeah, it's artsy. It's I'm not, sure this is like fam- famous photographers. Right. Yeah. You know, Some are like any leave of this. That is. Uh, you need to be flexible for that. Not what I expected to see. But now, listen. If somebody wants to do this, if a star wants to do this, they put it on the gram first. Right. It's on the gram. Or OnlyFans mm. or something like that. Oh, not on the pinball machine. No. What are you doing? You're gonna break the glass. Yeah. You need some Windex <laughs> after that. Yeah. To... Did you see what this page says? That she uh, owes me dinner. Mm. Mm. Hi, Jeff. Sit down. You can tell. He's asking questions. I want to help him navigate it. (laughs) (laughs) I just moved the briefcase, and I think I threw my shoulder out of socket. You know what's interesting is this was definitely more than I expected, but at the same time, it's... Just keep going. It's not as much. There's one where she's uh, uh, Yadier Molina-ing, and if there wasn't a water bottle uh, strategically placed, you'd probably see what she had for lunch. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Crab we celebrities. Yeah, we're done. Okay. Moon will keep thumbing through that. Enjoy. Uh, hey, enjoy yourself, buddy. It's for research. You better be paying attention. Uh, Crap on Celebrities brought to you by Amco Ranger, protecting people and property from pests since 1965. Hey, hey, I want to know what Playboys you have in that. Right now? Yeah, in that briefcase. Hey, it's the guy from Ace Ventura. It's uh, very, very well. Thank you. Uh, the uh, The rich guy. Is that Larry Flint? No, that's the rich guy from Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah, it is. I got Playboy May 02 with Kiana Tom. Kiana Tom, that's a workout chick. Uh, Daryl Hannah from 03. Brooke Burke, who one time said I would never, ever take my clothes off. Uh, Oh, they are. I did that just because it'd be a collector's item. Uh, Then you got the late, great China. Okay. And you have Shannon Doherty, Unwrapped. Huh. That's from 03. That's a December issue, the Christmas Gala, Sex and Cinema, and uh, Charisma Carpenter. Who's that? Actress who got naked. Oh, she was an angel. She sheds her wings and her clothes. Huh. <laughs> oh, there's a Derek Jeter interview in here. You could use that. <laughs> <as an excuse. laughs> from Notice, 2004. Yeah, 16 years later, I just realized there's a Derek Jeter interview in there. Mm. And then there's a handful of videos that Scott must have put in here. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jeff. This is an education one, uh, College Invasion. All right. I'm closing that because there's cameras. Okay. Uh, Then we go to death. The high-pitched lead vocalist from the 80s band The Amazing, The Outfield, passed away. His name is Tony Lewis. Uh, He died on Monday, and he was only 62 years old. Uh, They were from England, scored a top 10 hit with Your Love in 86. Here's a couple, two, three of their songs. All right, so this is I Had the Outfield. You help. Josie's on a vacation far away. I'm trying to think what their other song was. Is it in here at this little montage? I think so, yeah. Is that two hits? Yeah, I'll know. It's like, doom, doom, doom. I mean, obviously, that's our most famous one. you're thinking of is Asia. Oh, you're right. You're right. 
Oh, this yeah, is that one. You know this song? No. Just asked if I could say goodbye. You, you were thinking about Asia yeah. in the heat of the moment. Didn't. Yeah, didn't. Yeah, it was. The I saw the outfield one time the at, what's the outdoor place, the Muni? No. Oh, yes. Yeah, the Muni, they opened for whatever version of Jefferson Starship airplane mm. hang glider or whatever it was. <laughs> Jefferson hang glider, yes. Yeah, it was really good. They were fantastic live. Uh, second of the trio to die, John Spinks died from liver cancer at age 60. Uh, they were originally called the Baseball Boys, believe it or not, instead of the outfield. Mm. No word on why this guy died, though. Also, Spencer Davis from the Spencer Davis Group passed yeah, away of uh, pneumonia. He was 81 years Remember old. Remember Spencer Davis Group? Yeah, Who's the singer of this song like her? He's 18 years old. In the 60s. Yeah, so that uh, Give Me Some Lovin' was, I mean, had a, a big life afterwards. Uh, Sing from 2016, also Iron Eagle, Days of Thunder, The Big Chill, Good Morning Vietnam, all had that song in it. It was number seven in, back in uh, 1966. A memorial honoring legendary Van Halen guitarist Eddie Van Halen is being considered by the city council in Pasadena, California, where the band was formed almost 50 years ago. Yeah, we mentioned this yesterday. You know, I hadn't really heard about a memorial service or any kind of funeral or much anything. Yeah, the family's kept it pretty pretty private. I'm thinking they're thinking some sort of statue, which would just think of a statue of him playing. That'd be pretty badass. Where would you put it? Uh, well, there's a couple, two, three different places. More than $5,000 has raised so far in a GoFundMe page. Uh, put it towards a street or an alley uh, named after him. Uh, he obviously died on October 6th. But there's a couple of places. There there was a couple, of, and they named the roads. But there's a piece of cement where he and his brother, Alex, uh, when it was still wet, wrote the name Van Halen in there. And they're thinking whatever street that is, they mm. may do it there. So. Hmm. Maybe just a statue on the street somewhere around there that means something to the band. Uh, and his, Eddie Van Halen's last ever show with the band, with David Lee Roth, uh, is up on YouTube now if you want to check it out. It's from a show in October 2015, Hollywood Bowl. The link is up on the website if you want to see it. It was their third tour or their third show tour since reuniting with uh, David Lee Roth in 07. And, I mean, there's 21 songs. Light Up the Sky, Running with the Devil, uh, Everybody Wants Some, Drop Dead Legs, which is, wow, what a great live song. Uh, and all the, all the big hits, too. Hot for Teacher, Ice Cream Man, which I didn't know that was a cover. Yeah. Yeah. John Brim, uh, Ain't Talking About Love, You Really Got Me, yeah. Panama, and there were, there were rumors of them coming to town had, had he not died. Yeah. Yeah, there was rumors that they were going to get together again and... Remember, I yeah. guess it was uh, Sammy said that they wanted to keep it on the down low when they yeah. were even just conversing. So, And then we jumped to Nicolas Cage, who seems a little skittish with his money, right? No, I'm sorry. The rumor was that, I, the rumor was it was going to be a Bush Stadium mm-hmm. thing. That's why I had heard it kind of batted around. You know, Bush Stadium does the series, uh, you know, the tour series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be one of those. And that the, shows. the YouTube uh, show that I was just talking about has uh, Wolfgang on, on bass. Well, he's been playing bass with them for a while. Right, now. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Nicolas Cage, as I said, we, there's stories about how he uh, interacts with his money, if you will. A quick perusal of the Google Internet uh, showed me this. He bought himself a Gulfstream jet to travel the world. He bought not one but two bah- uh, Bahamian, Bahamian, Bahamian I- islands in the Bahamas. Uh, he owned nine Rolls-Royce cars as well as an assortment of other vehicles, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bentleys. At one point he had... Uh, 
He bought one luxury vehicle per month and had a full-time mechanic just to take care of all of his cars. Man. The list goes on and, and on. And he ran through his money, huh? Two castles, never spent a night in either one. A couple of yachts, a handful of purebred dogs, rare birds and lizards, and two albino king cobras, as, long, as well as at his house an antidote serum just in case you got bit by the snake was hanging on the wall in his house. Bought himself a pyramid-shaped tomb in New Orleans, uh, so when he dies, that's where he wants to go. So you think, wow, he's a big gambler. If he wins a bunch of money, he's going to keep it. Uh, that's not true. He sat down uh, for an interview with Marilyn Manson for Interview Magazine. He said, while he lives in Vegas, not a gambler, hasn't gambled in 30 years. The reason why, the last time he gambled, he won $20,000, started with $200, and he immediately went to an orphanage locally and talked to all the kids and talked to the lady running it and gave her the $20,000 in cash and he never gambled since then saying that would ruin the moment if he ever went and gambled ever again. Which I thought was pretty cool. I saw the trailer. He's got a new movie coming out. and The movie's called Jiu-Jitsu and the movie looks horrendous. (laughs) I mean, it looks... If there were still VHSs around, it'd be straight to VHS. It's one of those really... Really cheesy looking movies. Well, and thinking of what's coming up next for him, first uh, regular TV role, he's going to be playing Joe Exotic in the upcoming Tiger King show. So that's going to be a train wreck. I bet you that will be also horrendous. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned at the top of the show, today is October 21st, also known as Back to the Future Day. In case you don't know what that means, it's the day in the future that Doc and Marty travel to and Back to the Future 2. Here's a little montage. You were standing on your toilet and you were hanging a clock and you fell and you hit your head on the sink. And that's when you came up with the idea for the flux capacitor. I gave you explicit instructions not to come here. Hey, Biff. Hey, guys. How are you doing? You got my homework finished, McFly? I've never seen purple underwear before. I'll be the most powerful man in the world. We're in the middle of a montage, guys. Clean up this town. Good. You can start by sweeping the floor. Mr. Strickland, do you remember you gave me detention last week? Last week, the school burned down six years ago. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Where are we? When are we? Wednesday, October 21st, 2015. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Wednesday, too. It is. Uh, Wednesday, October uh, 21st, but it's 2020. So you just heard all of that with Marty McFly, and Michael J. Fox is Marty McFly. That's who you think of. Can you imagine Ben Stiller being Marty McFly instead? No. Whoa, no. So not uh, at just all. it's not much, but a little bit of his audition to be Marty McFly has uh, been surfaced. So, what do your parents like? Are they as square as mine? Lorraine, lately I've come to the conclusion that I don't know anything about my parents. Wow. Hey, why are you so nervous? Well, have you ever been like in a situation where, well, you know, you have to act a certain way, but but when you get there, you're not sure you can really go through with it. Like when you're out on a first date with someone. Well, sort of. Crazy, wow. right? Wow. I mean, the role went to Eric Stoltz first. Yeah, that's right. Eric Stoltz, they actually shot a lot of the movie, and it was just not great. Yeah. Eric, I need to speak with you in the office. Sorry. If I, oh, I think, yeah. If I, Here's how it went. Is, uh, Eric, I'd like to see you. Uh, <laughs> fashioning an email. I'd like to see you uh, in my trailer, please. Mm-hmm. You're fired. And in case your ears are... <laughs> get the... F- it's one of those where he was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm going. I'm where are you heading, uh, Eric? Oh, I'm, I'm heading over to Bob's office. Hey, Michael, what's up, man? What hey. you doing here? Oh, well, isn't that uh, Michael James? Yeah, yeah, it's good. He's got a probably uh, has a bit role. It's good to see you, Michael. Cameo. Hey, we'll catch up later. I gotta go talk to Bob Zemeckis. Hey, Bob, what's up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Have a great time, Michael. All right, Mike. Good to see you. 
Mandalorian drops a new season two trailer ahead of the Star Wars The Mandalorian second season Watch premiere, yesterday. which is happening in nine days now. You, you want see to the Mandalorian it? season two trailer? Uh, have I? Is this a new one? It came out yes, yesterday. It's a, it's a, oh, no, it's I, have, I have not seen one. this yet. Well, here's what it sounds like. I'm here on business. I need your help. I've been quested to bring this one back to its kind. If I can locate other Mandalorians, uh-huh. they can guide me. This is no place for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. Yeah. And that Pedro Pascal, I think he is. Perfect. Oh, he's so good. That yeah, guy. I think he's perfect. Perfectly cast. Uh, a lot of Carl Weathers in this new, uh, in this new trailer. I saw that? Yeah, a little gray up in here. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, he played a big role in the first season. Oh, it's tell me so, something I don't stop know. Stop it. Oh, <laughs> did you see uh, Pedro in? Um, uh, oh gosh, the uh, the Colombian Narcos. Co- co- oh, dude, Narcos. He yeah. was amazing. Yeah, I say yeah. I think I saw one or two of those, and that's it. Or oh, was it really? a series or just a movie? It, it was no, a, a series. series. Yeah, I think I saw one or two. I I stopped after the. As the first season? After, yeah, after no, I was the Escobar like, Don't stuff. say. <laughs> well, after the Escobar stuff. Nobody knows what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, after the thing pr- with the Kool-Aid, I stopped. That plays pretty true to the actual story. Yeah, that's from, from, from what I understand. Right, right. I think the acting in that is... The guy who plays yeah, Escobar. I think the, the first two seasons are Escobar. Yeah. And then they go to the Cali cartel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who plays Escobar is amazing. <laughs> yeah. He is brilliant. Yeah. Man. Yeah, wow, so good. Yeah, you can tell how well it's directed too. I don't, I don't know the director. He's probably not getting a lot of. Uh... Yeah, they were on location in Bogota, and apparently it was like a very dangerous shoot. Um, director, I can't find the director, but whoever did it was Man. excellent. Yeah, if you're looking for somebody to watch Narcos, I, I, Jeff, I think you'd like it. Yeah, I, I did like it. It was just one of those things where I just didn't. Sit down and go, okay, I need to watch this mm. after the first couple episodes. Moon, do you and the rest of the Brady Bunch, do you guys get into the Charlie Brown stuff every year? Um, you know, I like it. Uh, I think we've tried it a few times. I don't remember if it goes over super well. I'm sure I'll try again this year, especially for uh, for Thanksgiving. It looks like it's all, well, it's not, it doesn't look like it's all going to Apple TV. You got the Charlie Brown Christmas, Thanksgiving, great, it's a great pumpkin. Uh, it's all, uh, Charlie Brown is all going to Apple TV. Really? All things peanuts. I said peanuts, Scott. That's okay. great. I don't know why, but that put me, when I was a kid, oh, was it put of, me oh, in the best mood. It's like, to me, it's like comfort food when you yeah, see exactly. that. Because it's it's not super fancy. It's old animation it kind of thing. It just felt right. Yeah. So that's all going there. Sure, you got to pay for it, but for those who have, are not subscribed to Apple TV, they will. there will be free ones on the app for a short time mm. if you're really, really into that. So Disney Plus is developing a show based on uh, Willow. The 1988 movie. Is Warwick Davis coming back? Warwick Davis will be back. Whoa! But he's going to be playing a different... No, he's going to be playing Willow, obviously. He was 18 at the time. He's 50 now. And he's, he's only 50, Warwick Davis? It says, yeah. Huh. No word if anybody else is returning. Well, Val, wasn't Val Kilmer in, uh, in Yeah, he's Matt Mardigan. Unlikely, he will be back. But Ron Howard will is on board. Oh, that's right. Ron Howard directed that. Yeah. yeah. Was that his yeah. first... Was that his... Directorial debut? Ooh, it was no, I don't think so. Close to one of them. That was a long time. No, ago. it wasn't uh, uh, American something or another. Uh, oh, the yeah, American you're right. Graffiti. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Right, yeah. Right, that right, was his right. first one, right? I think so. Yeah, Willow. We showed the uh, we showed the kids, and man, it brought back. No, memories. no. Ron Howard was in American Graffiti. 
But he didn't do anything. I thought Scorsese did it. Oh, wow. One of them. I thought he was behind uh, the camera. Or actually, uh, George well. Lucas, right? George Lucas, that's it. Yeah. So Lucas. Ron Howard didn't do anything besides in front of the camera, huh? Well, yeah. he was pretty young, wasn't he? And he still had hair and no hat. Let's see. <laughs> Director. Ronald Howard. God, keep up. Okay. Uh, I don't know anybody that is in a band or makes music or videos or anything, but if you guys know anybody <laughs> that does that, good news, uh, there is actually somebody filling the void of the M in MTV. Apple launched the Apple uh, Music TV, a 24-hour live stream of music videos. Huh. It's free on the Apple Music and Apple TV apps. Uh, Apple says it's a music TV offers, quote, an exclusive new music videos and premieres, special curated music video blocks, live shows and events, as well as a chart countdown and guests as well. So it's <laughs> kind of awesome. sort of an MTV again. All right, Ron Howard's first movie directing was called Grand Theft Auto back in 1977. Remember that one? And then he did Night Shift, which was a very famous uh, Oh, gosh, great. Then Splash mm -hmm. in 84. Then uh, with uh, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. Right over here. Then, then he did Cocoon. I mentioned this yesterday. The movie Gung Ho with uh, oh, yeah. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. And then he did Willow. Parenthood in 89. Oh, Parenthood is so That's good. That's been on a lot recently. Really? On what? Like HBO. Oh, or... I'd love to watch that again. I love Just, that It's movie. been on a lot lately. Hmm. It's supposed to take place in Kirkwood. That's the... I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that really true? It's supposed to be in Kirkwood. I really? didn't know that. Uh, Parenthood, Backdraft, uh, let me see, Far and Away, The Paper, Apollo 13, Ransom, Ed TV. Gil. Far and Away. <laughs> I lost my retainer. Good. God, yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx is starring in and executive producing a Netflix vampire comedy. This looks like it'll be either amazing or really bad. It's called Day Shift. And uh, Fox will portray a hardworking blue-collar dad. He's like a pool cleaner guy, providing a good life for his quick-witted eight-year-old daughter. But it's a cover-up because he's really hunting and killing vampires. Mm. And a couple of the guys from the John Wick movies are on board producing and writing and stuff like that, if that flips your skirt at all. Uh, today, tonight, is the third season premiere of My uh, Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman on Netflix. Oh, good to know. Super exciting there. Kim Kardashian, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Dave Chappelle, and Lizzo are the guests for that. And this um, should be super exciting. What do you think? It's the same, it's four guests for the same episode? No, 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 there's four the episodes, episodes instead oh, of six. Oh, okay. There's four instead of six, but each one of them are each one of them are a bit longer, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So uh Firefest Billy McFarland, remember him? Yep. yep. He in jail. You know how long he's been in jail now? Two uh, years. Twenty-nine months already. Hmm. Which to me seemed like a, a long time. But anyway, he's gonna be podcasting from prison or he is organizer. He's a podcast from prison? Oh my gosh, yeah, he's got an Instagram account, all this other kind what? of stuff. So he's got a six-part podcast called well, Dumpster Fire. He's pro he's in probably one of these white collar, you know, oh, uh, yeah. camp cupcake like uh, Martha Stewart was in. And, and also his part, and you'll hear just it's a it's a trailer that gives us nothing, uh, but he's interviewed over the phone, so his part is just over the phone. But here's uh, okay. here's the little bit they've released so far. This is inmate number nine one one eight six zero five four. Otherwise known as Billy McFarland. What is that alarm from? What is that alarm? It's from a like movie. U571? Sounds like a, like a... Yeah. It's a submarine. But is that the Purge? Oh, maybe so. Is that the Purge, like air horn? Yeah, because it's like that a, real low... That's like a famous horn from something. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Otherwise known as Billy McFarland. The founder of Fire Festival. 
I'm currently serving my 29th month in federal prison at FCI Elkton in Ohio. This is my story. Now, it. it says he's serving his 29 months. Doesn't mean he was in for 29 months. No, no, he's oh, serving I his he 29th. Was, yeah, I thought oh, he was serving 29 months. Like oh. I'm 29 months in. That's exactly that's what I got. Anyway, is it he dumpster says, fire with a Y? Yes, it is. Yes, of course. Of course. That's it, you. A pretty clever podcast name. He says he's yeah. not He's not going to hide anything. Uh, he's not going to hide behind his mistakes. I'm going to share everything that happened. When I think about the mistakes that were made and what happened, there's no way I can describe it but just what the F was I thinking. It was supposed to start yesterday. I haven't seen it anywhere yet, but I, I again, I haven't taken okay, it. There's plenty of other stuff to listen to yes. on, on podcasts. Uh-huh. Uh, celebrity celebrated birthdays today. Singer Doja Cat turns 24. I have no idea who that is. I know this person is famous. Uh, singer Kane Brown is 26. Model Amber Rose turns 36. Houston Astros pitcher Zach Granke turns 36. TV personality Kim Kardashian turns uh, 39 today. Is she 39 or 40? Ah, man, got that wrong. I look know. it up. I believe she's 39. She'll tell you 39. If it was 40, it'd probably be a... She's 40. Oh, 40? Yep. Well, happy 40th. Uh, ben from Growing Pains. Actor Jeremy Miller turns 43 today. All right, musician Charlie Lowell. Charlie Lowell. Mm-hmm. Charlie Lowell. I look at both Scott and Moon for this. Jurassic Park. Singer Charlie Roll, uh, Charlie Lowell, or musician. Why are you looking at him? Charlie uh, Lowell, I don't know who that uh, is. Jars of Clay. Oh, <laughs> I saw them once. I'll say forty-three. Then Point Fest artist. Point Fest artist. Jars of Charlie, Charlie Lowell from Jars of Clay is forty-six. I saw them once at Cornerstone as I was coming down with food poisoning from a steak from a nearby camp. Uh, uh, another camps. I was like, hey, we have extra steaks. You guys want some? We're like, yeah, that'd be great. And as we were finishing it, I was well done with mine and on the way to Jars of Clay. They had already started playing. We could hear them. And uh, one of the guys in our camp goes, are these worms? Oh, no, up the steak. no, Goodness no. And it gracious. looked like worms. And all I thought was, nah, that's got to be like a, just a crappy steak or something. Nah. No big deal. And in the middle of Jars of Clay set, Blah. instant instant vomit stuff. Wow. I mean, full-blown no, food poisoning. Oh, man. Nice. <laughs> Actor Ken Watanabe turns 60 today. Steve Lukather. Of Toto. Heck yeah, turns man. Turns 62 today. Shredder of all shredders. And uh, my girl, Judge Judy, turns mm-hmm. 77 today. And today would have been Carrie Fisher's birthday. Uh, today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Satin Bloom. Yeah, Satin Bloom, our birthday girl, has been on her back more than a corpse in 126 fine oh. films, including Welcome to Footville 2. Uh-huh. Cleavage with a smile. <laughs> she was in Fantastic from Head to Toe. She was in Hands from Heaven. Obscene little whores. She was in Stunner on Stilts. And who can forget her unforgettable role in, oh boy, Juicing the Ferrari. I didn't. <laughs> what? I thought they were sealed by the factory. No? Yeah. Oh, is that Does that mean like ni- like nitrous or something? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of aftermarket parts. Satin Bloom is uh, 37 years old. That's your porno birthday, your crappy birthdays, and that is your Crap on celebrities. All right, after the break, uh, let's give away some Riz Show prize packs. Uh, King Scott, if you would, let's get to the phones. And uh, we got Riz Show prize packs, and we are going to play a game called Kama Sutra Position or Romance Novel. Novel. Kama Sutra Position or Romance Novel. So Moon will throw out a term. And uh, Jeff has done extensive research for this. Romance novels, yeah. For this contest. 
I was a model for romance novel, novels for a long time. So, so a moon will throw out a term. You have to tell us if it's a position from the Kama Sutra book or if it's the title of a legit romance novel. I forgot you did that. How was it working with Fabio? It wasn't bad at all. His hair, fake. Ah, a wig. Is this Kama Sutra the first edition or second? It's the most recent edition. Okay. <laughs> I just need to know which one to reference in my head. Two out of three right, you win. All of a sudden, I'm getting sweaty and I want to take my jacket off. Holy cow. <laughs> Comma, sutra position, or romance novel. We will play next. Hey, it's Dave Coulier here from Fuller House. That's right, it's me. And you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Hey. Happy birthday, Riz. So it was on this day 20 years ago that uh, Madonna put out her sex book. I mean, it's, it's a coffee table book, essentially. Yeah. It's really, like, well put together. And you know what? To be honest with you, I've never... I'd never really gone through it. I remember some of the pictures. Pretty yeah, intense, I would, man. I would imagine almost all the pictures can be seen on the Googles right now. But as Moon said, you read it. I didn't. I had no idea there were words. But <laughs> Dude, if you read it, it's it's just porn. Yeah. But she's going to teach you how to do things. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, Jeff had to happen to have a copy under his desk, along with other things in that briefcase. But right, right. during the commercial break. Three of us are gathered around like teenagers. Well, I mean, it's, it's also because it's fascinating. You do see a bunch of other stars from the 80s. You got Ron from, you know, Rich Ron from uh, from Ace Ventura is in it a whole bunch. Vanilla Ice, I thought you were joking. He's no, 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 it. he's in that. Yeah. I know that picture. He's poking her belly button at one point. He's like, it's very weird. Wait, that was her belly button? Very, very <laughs> weird and random. It, it, I mean, it, it and she random. is naked. I yeah, mean, that's, she is. There's yeah, nothing left there. to the imagination whatsoever. But it's the written like stuff. Not like a couple topless pictures. I mean, no, she's no. naked. No. Yeah, yeah, she's with sure. other women and other men and, and other famous women ones. And men There's and like two or three ones, famous yeah. models that you see that I, I bet you have never done any photos like that other than in mm. this book. Yeah. Uh, but then there's like the the written ones are basically porn in English. I mean, it is written porn. You know, almost like a like a, what was it? Penthouse forum. Penthouse letters or, or yeah. Was it penthouse forum? I have no idea. Jeff, was it Penthouse yes. Forum? Okay. Dear Penthouse Forum, yes. I never thought I'd be writing you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what every single one starts. Yeah, some fat dude in sweatpants didn't write that, that one, huh? Yeah. Sitting in a cube. Uh, there was, there's another big name that was in there. Signed, Horny Housewife. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah, but in reality, it's a, it's, a, it's a guy with stained gray sweatpants who's way overweight, sitting in a cube somewhere in New York City writing those. Right. Really? Are you saying uh, <laughs> Yes. Damn it. Yes. Uh, let's give away some stuff. The Rizzuto Show. Here, have some free sh- So would you say that Madonna's sex book was like almost like a, not instructional, but there were... It's a place to get ideas. It's a place to get ideas. And so is the Kama Sutra. You know what the Kama Sutra is? It's, uh, it's an ancient text on sexuality. It's an ancient Indian Sanskrit text on sexuality, eroticism, and emotional fulfillment in life. And if you've ever looked at a copy of the Kama Sutra, it's like positions. Yeah, it's an instruction. It's an instruction book. Yeah. And think of like the importance that that probably played for hundreds and hundreds of years over culture yeah. on culture on culture because. It's a lot of stuff that doesn't, a lot of, a lot of life stuff that does not come with an instruction book. Yeah. This is an instruction book on how to have sex. Mm-hmm. And they have kind of funny names for some of the positions. But it's not just how to have it. It's like how to get the most out of it. Right. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's whoa, never thought of that. Wow, that right. really does it for me. Yeah, again, it's sexuality, it's eroticism, it's, it's uh, emotional connections with your partner. All with kind of funny names. 
So, uh, the contest we're playing today is Kama Sutra Position or Romance Novel. So, Moon's going to give you a name, and you have to tell us if it's a position from the Kama Sutra or is it the title of a romance novel. Easy enough, right? Two out of three right, you win a race show prize pack. That's <laughs> like, uh, you know, T-shirts, point swag, and a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know. Stuff we got lying around. We just throw in a bag. Here you go. Man. These, these are rough. These are... So difficult. I'm just, uh, some of them are some of them are great. Are, now, are you going to? Is one of you guys while I'm reading them out going to uh, act it out? Well, that's why we need things. That's why he's stretching right now. Yeah. I guess. I guess explain it in best ways in the best ways you can. We'll uh, I mean, I don't know if you could explain these. I mean, because hmm. okay, <laughs> you're probably right. This one in particular that I'm looking at. Uh, I mean, you may want to look these up. It's it's hard to describe the diagram of it. <laughs> This is not like, these are not like sex positions from Urban Dictionary. I mean, these are, you know, this is all about romance. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Connecting if, with your lover. Yeah. If you, if you really want to learn something, pull over and then grab a pen and write down these names and look mm-hmm. them up later because I've right. got a feeling we're, we're doing, a, we're, this is community, this is public service uh-huh. right here. 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. Kamba Sutra Position or Romance Novel. Let's go to Dustin in Imperial. Good morning, Dustin. Hey, good morning, guys. Best radio show on the planet. Three out of five stars. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, man. That's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> Three star Dustin. All right, let's play. Okay, Dustin, is this a Kamba Sutra Position or a Romance Novel? The Curled Angel. Ooh, let's go to the Kama Sutra. That is, yes, that is a Kama Sutra position. Old angel. Really Next. glad you said angel there. Okay. The Drums of Autumn. Let's go romance novel. That is a romance novel. Yeah. Yeah. All right, The Drums of Autumn. Hang on one second. The Drums of Autumn, a romance novel by Diana Gabaldon. Mm, okay. Uh, Chris Arnold, hello. Hey, happy birthday, Ruth. Chris, here we go. Romance novel or Kama Sutra position. Honest Illusions. Uh, that would be a romance novel. He knows his normal numbers. Well done, sir. (laughs) How about this one? The position of the tongs. (laughs) The position Uh, of the tongs. Kama Sutra? Yeah, as a Kama Sutra position. Hang on, Chris. I really want to know what that is. Well, you see, when you put your legs, mm-hmm. yeah, they got to go behind your ears. Right. Mm-hmm. The position of the tongue. Are you looking at them? Well, I'm trying to, but... Uh, hello, Dave. Hey, good morning, fellas. All right, let's get three hello. in a row here. Kama Sutra position or romance novel? Through Thorns to Stars. Through Thorns to Stars. Romance novel. To stars. That is a <laughs> Kama Sutra position. Well, you were not far off on the tongs thing, Riz. Really? Yeah, because it's the part of it that I can read says the woman's leg is up in the air. <laughs> Whoa, there's a really cool thing with all these positions and things. It will go, There's like a questionnaire that comes before every single one of them. It's on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the position? Do you have difficulty getting in this position? Do you feel like a pretzel? <laughs> <laughs> have you consulted a physician? Any, any recommendations? And how long can you last in this position? Yeah, if you have to take one of those... Uh Chair masters up the stairs. You cannot do anything. <laughs> you of these. cannot do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got uh, through thorns to stars. Yeah, How about this wrong. one? The Rose of Black Sword. Mm, I'm going to go romance novel again. That is a romance novel. All right. Right. Hey, novel. You, 
Can you slow down? Scott's trying to write these down. <laughs> a novel right. by Rexanne Becknell. <laughs> Last how, one. How about this one? The Willing Wife. Mm, Sutra. Ooh, sorry. That is a romance novel. Yeah, Claudia Dane. The Willing Dane. Wife. The Willing Wife. Uh, let's go to uh, Mike in Imperial. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. What's up? Uh, let's rebound here. Let's get a win. Okay, how about right. this one? The Catherine Wheel. The Catherine Wheel. Uh, let's go with Kama Sutra. Yeah, that is. Also except Band. Actually, also except Band. There's a Steel band Metallic. Called, uh, yeah. Black Metallic. Black Metallic. The skin right. is black metallic. Uh, the Catherine Wheel, I believe, is one of the more famous of the Kama Sutra positions. Is it? Maybe because I know the band name. I don't know. Mm. You got that right. Here we go, Mike. Next one. The Ascent to Desire. Uh, let's go romance now. Oh, no. Nope, that's a fun one. The Ascent to Desire is a Kama Sutra position. That's a fun one. Fairly basic. Quite fun. All right, final one here. <laughs> the Fiery Cross. Oh, oh, man. Let's do... Uh... Let's go romance novel. The Fiery Cross is a romance novel. Another from Diana Gabaldon. Okay. Mike and Baldwin. Hello, oh, Mike. Oh, the Catherine Wheel. Okay. Good morning. Happy birthday, Ruth. Thank you, Mike. Here we go. Kama Sutra position or romance novel. Suspended Congress. Kama Sutra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Quick on the draw on that one, wasn't he? Suspended right. Congress, huh? Mm -hmm. how, how about you don't this do that one? in an election year. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> or when it's raining. <laughs> how about Mackenzie's Mountain? Z Z shouldn't it be two of them? I'm gonna have to go romance novel. That is a romance novel. Well played, sir. Well played. Found his thing. All right, Ryan in St. Louis. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, what's up? All right, let's Good morning, play. Guys. Hey, man. Devil's Cub. Devil's Cub. Kama Sutra. Oh, that is a romance novel. By Georgette Hare. Well, how about right. this one? Milk and Water Embrace. Kama Sutra. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Final one, Ryan. The Transatlantic. <laughs> Uh, Kama Sutra. The Transatlantic is a Kama Sutra yeah. position. Hang on, Ryan. I like the fact that our people know the difference between these two. All right, 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. A couple more. Let's go to Jordan <laughs> in Vernon. Hello, Jordan. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Here we go. Could have been Vernon and Jordan, too, Whew. if you think about it. That is a Kama Sutra position, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about this one? <laughs> the germinated seed. Common sutra? Yeah. 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 <laughs> common sutra. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Not as common as you think. Uh, the visitor. Ooh, sounds like a romance novel. No. It Ooh. does. No. <laughs> Not what we're looking for. That is a common sutra. The visitor, position. I feel like, is on Urban Dictionary. That's uh uh, who's at the door? It's the visitor. <laughs> He's here to tag in. <laughs> okay. Final one, Jordan. Let's try this one. The Flame and the Flower. Uh, romance novel. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Not even thinking about it. Going with instinct. Uh, last contestant, uh, James in Eureka. Hello, James. 
Hello. All right, James. Hi, James. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Do you know Jeff? I, he's uh, he's uh, living in Eureka too, for the time. Yeah, he he was stalking me on a trail yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that was you and your son. Yep. Oh, right on, man. Great parenting, dude. Great parent. Passed him <laughs> twice. One time, I, one time I was doing good. The second time I was on death's door. So is this true? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Rock Quarry Trail, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Just James. got my shirt back on. Thank goodness. Okay. Try this one. <laughs> The rest of the warrior. A uh, romance novel. That is ooh, sorry, Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra. <laughs> Don't you embarrass an entire city? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about this one? The Union of the Elephant. Wow, man, that sounds like Kama Sutra. And it is oh, Kama right. Sutra. <laughs> yes, last one. Okay, let's see. Here we go, James. The Turning Man. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to say romance novel. Romance novel is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Jeff? Man, oh, man. See him in the woods today? Sorry. Yeah. I'll see you later, dude. I'll bring you a prize pack. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Jeff, do you have this in front of you? I do uh, not. Okay. Oh, let's, let's, uh, we'll, we'll, we got a couple more here. Let's see if Jeff could win. Okay, buddy. Win right. yourself a prize pack. Yes. The Wind Flower. The Wind Flower is a romance novel. Yep. You're right. Well, how about Slow Heat in Heaven? Romance novel. Yep. Darn it. <laughs> You're going to get this one for sure. Okay. Heart of a Falcon. Romance novel. Yep. <laughs> the Union of the Shy Woman. Oh, that's Kama Sutra. Yep. Bond of Blood. Romance novel. Yep. <laughs> the Proud Breed. <sighs> Romance novel. Yep. Holy cow. <laughs> the Morning Star. Oh, Kama Sutra, yeah. baby. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Duncan's Bride. Romance novel. Yep. <laughs> Holy smokes. And I got one more for you. Don't the, screw it up, Jeff. The Lower Union. Kama Sutra. Yep. Oh. Holy smokes. Man, he found his thing. I'll give Steve or whatever his name was in the James. trails. Uh, James, a uh, uh, prize pack coming to you, buddy. Boy, oh, you found your thing. I am impressed. Took me 53 years, but I found my special purpose. You found your thing. The Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. And you don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't play an instrument, y'all, but. <laughs> you have, you have, I'm saying you have all that knowledge from only half of the game. Wow. <laughs> I... Man, paint me impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we got news next. It is uh, seventh watt. It's not really a marketable skill, but thanks. <laughs> could be. Tell you what. Hey, this is Ben Bailey, and you are listening to the Rizzuto Show on 1057 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. Is this kind of like a thriller ripoff? I think so. Like, it's got the same kind of feel to it. Any second now, you can hear Michael coming in. Because this is, you know, the, like, the tail end of it. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we have to use these kind of public domain music beds because we can't put licensed stuff on the podcast. So it's stuff that kind of sounds sort of like, I kind of recognize this, but it's not really. It's Don't like, sue us. It's like the Aldi version of, of hit songs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you got, so sitting on the windowsill here, Jeff's got the Aldi brand of Cool Ranch Doritos. Clancy's. I Clancy's. Think, I think they're all natural, Oh, no. 
what is it? Clancy's what? Uh, Clancy's oh, ranch no. flavored tortilla chips. Yeah, ranch flavored tortilla chips. Hey, zero trans fat. But I mean, that's those there's, are cool ranch Doritos. There's no certified synthetic colors. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, they're uncertified. Yeah. The, yeah, this is your Aldi Thriller. And I believe on the on the real version of Thriller was was it Steve Lukather whose birthday it is today? I think he played. I know Lukather's on a bunch of that stuff. I don't know which. I think he's the guitarist in Thriller. Was it was it Steve or was that one was that the Van Halen? Van Halen, Van Halen was a, beat it. Van Halen was beat it. Oh, you gotta look that up. Steve Lukather always sounds like somebody spelled his last name wrong the first time on the birth certificate. Mm, now yeah. we have to say Lukather. That dude's fun. Days, yeah, he's, uh, he's the guitarist for Toto. And a very talented, talented session, like session musician and shredder. Let's see. I guess it's... He's on the Thriller record. Van Halen, blah, 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 blah. I think he's the one that actually played on the song Thriller. Eh. All right, well, we'll find it eventually. Well, he played bass, too, on a lot of that stuff. Let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. And your news being sponsored by West County Auto Body, the best auto body repair facility in the country. All right. This uh, this bears some uh, repeating. Uh, Amber Alert this morning around 3 o'clock scared the crap out of me as I was pulling out of the driveway to come to, come to work. I'm sure it scared the crap out of a lot of people waking them out of a dead sleep. But you, you look at the Amber Alert and it's local. It's fluorescent. But the good news is two babies safe with their family again. They were inside a car that was stolen around midnight at a 7-Eleven up in Florissant, Dunn Road and 270. And this is from KSDK. Florissant police officers responded at 1208 to the gas station at 105 Dunn Road, which is near 270 and 170 North County, for a report of a stolen vehicle with two infants inside. The father told officers he went outside the gas station, left his black Hyundai Tucson running with the doors unlocked. Inside, his 16-day-old boy and 10-month-old girl, both in the backseat. Father comes out, kids, car, gone. Man, I'll tell you what, you, you can visualize all that and how young the kids are, but when they just showed on the, on the TV news, they're t- them taking the car seats Oh, yeah, the bucket car. seat. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And you just see, that's when you think, my God, these kids are little, little, little. 16 days old? Hopefully, months old. Hopefully the kid's not going to remember this. I think they won't remember. Yeah. But put yourself in the dad's, put yourself in the dad's shoes. What, what feeling do you have? I, I can't even imagine. Uh, I mean, embarrassment is, is in there somewhere. Probably not first. First fear. Yeah. Relief. How about relief that they're okay? Uh, Flores and police worked with the Missouri State Highway Patrol to activate an Amber Alert. Shortly after, officers found the SUV in Moline Acres with the kids still inside. Kids unharmed, reunited with the family. Flores and police say they are still searching for the suspect or suspects responsible for stealing the car. They have not released any identifying information at this time. So if this happens to you, do you lose your appetite like you just... Put that hot dog down and the mm. slushy down, or yeah, the roller dog. I think yeah, so, yeah, hmm. probably Scott. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good question though. Thank you. I can't eat. I just, I can't, can't eat at a time like I this. I can't eat. Yeah, you know what they don't say is is the time between the car being gone and the time the car was found. Yeah, 
I don't know how long it takes to put an Amber Alert out. I don't know, but it yeah. came over at 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. This incident happened at midnight. So was it three hours or was it, I don't know. Yeah. That's a bit of time difference. That's a bit sure. of time difference. Yeah. I want, how long does it take to activate an Amber Alert? Because it seems like it takes a while. I don't know. I bet they have to check a lot of things first. Hmm. Yeah, my phone started screaming at 3 o'clock. Uh, now, if you're like most of us, uh, your weight hasn't exactly been steady this year. But how much can it fluctuate just on a day-to-day basis, your weight? Oh, mine a lot. And the answer is it could change a lot from one day to the next. Yeah, it's like six pounds for me. Is it? Is it really? I mean, normally it's oh, like sure. they say it could be between, you know, could be between five and six pounds a day. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Or up to five or six pounds a day. So if you want to feel good about yourself, try weighing yourself on Friday mornings. The average person's weight can change by as much as five to six pounds in a day, and it happens for a couple reasons. First of all, how hydrated you are makes a big difference because water is so heavy. And you also retain water when you eat a lot of salt or carbs. So if you go hard on the weekend, you'll weigh a little bit more by Sunday, especially if you drink alcohol. You also tend to weigh more at the end of the day than in the morning because your body hasn't had time to process everything you ate and drank. In other words, the sandwich you had for lunch weighs the same in your stomach as it did on your plate. (laughs) And studies have found that most people are at their lowest weight on Friday morning. Could you imagine if everything that we were served at restaurants came on actual scales, like your plate had a digital scale that said how much this food weighs? Like you're putting 11 pounds worth of food in your face right now. As somebody who... Who kind of watches what they eat, like I've been kind of more conscious about how much I'm, you know, putting in myself... Uh, I, I will see something on a plate go, how much is that weigh? Yeah, and if I yeah, go step just, out of yeah, scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we had some donuts this weekend that were given to my wife for her birthday. And there's only six of them in there, but they're from Vincent Van Donuts. And that thing probably weighed oh, three pounds heavy. or four pounds of yeah. just for six donuts. Ridiculous. Yeah, but they those, were delicious. Those are heavy. Well, And I'm not even joking when I say this. Imagine how much different, Scott, you would weigh if you didn't have all that hair. Yeah. Yeah, how much do you think your hair weighs? I'm sure, like, um, uh, two pounds. Is there a way to... I bet you, it's more than that. Can you lay on the ground and just... I don't put know. Your hair it on? is hair, after yeah. all. Yeah. It is hair. It's thick. It is, it is <laughs> thick. Can you just lay on the ground and put your hair on the scale? Hey, I guess I could. So the lowest weight, Friday morning. The heaviest, Sunday night. And if you want your most accurate weight, weigh yourself today. Wednesdays, the most accurate weight happens on Wednesday. Now... I couldn't tell if I couldn't tell you if I'm running low on fruit right now, but I know how much junk is in my cupboard. And maybe this is why a new study found humans are much better at remembering where high calorie foods are stored than healthy foods. <laughs> and this is how researchers did it. They filled a room with eight different foods, both healthy and unhealthy, and they had five hundred volunteers walk around and sample each one. And after they were done, each person had to draw a map of where all the foods were. And it turned out they were more likely to remember where the junk food was. They were 27% more accurate with junk food and not just and not just because it tasted better. It even happened when people who didn't like the junk food samples. So why does it happen that way? Well, I guess thousands of years ago, you were less likely to starve to death if you knew where to find high-calorie foods. So the researchers think it comes down to our evolution. 
And we're just pre-programmed to care more about the foods that pack on a lot of calories. Makes a lot of sense. See, my cookie, uh, my my chocolate chip cookie addiction has a reason. There you it go. Has a root. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys have like a bolt, like a like a dedicated area for fruits? Like we have like a fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bowl. actually have two. Well, no, no, we got a fruit and a vegetable one. Yeah. Yeah, bowl and drawer. Yeah. You got the bananas hanging. Mm. Bananas hanging, you got apples and the you know oranges, all the fun stuff. But I don't know where the I know where the cookies are. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know where that damn granola is, mm. but I know where the cookies are. Uh, Christmas tree shopping is going to look a lot different this year. You know, just like literally everything else has looked different this year. So Lowe's is offering a pretty sweet service for everyone who's worried about shopping for a tree in person. Uh, starting next week. You could order a tree from them, and they'll deliver it for free in, like, two or five days. And that seems like a really good solution, even if you're, even if you'll really miss the tradition of going to the lot with your family to pick up a tree. But if you're looking to get a fresh tree, okay. Is this, I'm being stupid here, is this real or fake ones? Real. Real ones, okay. Real trees. They come get it for you after the holiday, too? Amazon will deliver the fake ones. That's yeah, you, know, you got to drag it out of the house and all the needles, yeah. you know, got to drag it out of the house. Excuse me, Lowe's. Yes, this is Jeff Burton. You, uh, we're done with the tree now. Thank you. you. Could, you like to come take it. it. That'd be great. Thanks, Lowe. You could come take it. I just, you know, if I ever had a, I haven't had a real Christmas tree probably since I was a kid, but I mean, the wood's behind me. I can just throw it back there, I guess, right? Sure. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, right? No, usually the garbage, doesn't the garbage people pick it up? I think there's a day that you're supposed yeah, to put it out. But oh, I no. think Best, I know Best Pro at least used to do this, but where you could, uh, they had a place to drop them off because they would place them in, uh, they work with Missouri Conservation, they drop them in the lakes. For, for the crap beds and things? Ah. Yeah. Oh, I just throw mine, leave mine in the middle of the street. Right. Man, well, I just had to change my whole habits about, you know, tossing apple cores out the window because you know, everybody's <laughs> like, you know, leave no trace. And I was yeah. like, crap, you guys are right. And you guys are just throwing trees around the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put it wherever. It's a tree. I can just throw it out the window as I'm driving. <laughs> right? Nothing could happen. Yeah, I got it strapped to the roof with twine. And then somewhere in the middle of 109, I just yeah. unhook it. Just, just let it roll out. You just, you're holding it through the window like this. And you go, this is about it. Everybody let go. <laughs> So, masking up in public, it's a thing. I don't know about this, though. A dominatrix took a guy on a leash into a fancy grocery store in L.A. on Saturday. And, and, hey, listen, they were both wearing masks. Mm -hmm. She, the dominatrix, had a standard medical face mask. He was wearing a dog mask with a chain attached. She bought an overpriced smoothie. He was taken out to the patio, fed in a dog bowl, and then whipped. They were then asked to leave. <laughs> now, this, this, and there's video. I showed Jeff this morning. Uh-huh. I mean, she's in full leather dominatrix gear, and this guy is dressed as if, you know, he's going to go cut the grass on a Saturday morning. Yeah, except for he's on his hands and knees being with a dog mask. by, yeah, by a leash, basically. Now, interesting question here. I, listen, the BDSM thing, that's a lifestyle, I don't care. Is it all right to bring into public your kink stuff? Like what? Like so the guy. So the guy is being walked on a leash, right, by a scantily clad chick in a grocery store. I th- maybe the scantily clad would be a problem for some. Is people. it okay? Yeah, and then you go to 
Is it okay to bring? Stuff. Is it okay to bring the general public into your kink scenes? I'm gonna say then you. He's talking about the scantily clad, and if we're if we're talking about like those full like leather bodysuits, whatever, that's still covering more skin than I see grocery shopping sometimes around our area. That's a good point. Yeah. Sure, more yeah. than what I. And I'm not talking about the sexy body. kind of skin. I'm talking about the whoa. Where are those shorts? You know, I mean, like, yeah. I'm not sure those are appropriate for pajamas at your house. I know what you're saying, Riz. If the guy was still leashed, but he was walking upright, would that make a difference? I mean, this, this guy was scenario. on all fours. Right. That's what I'm saying. If he, if, if he was leashed and walking upright, does that make a difference or not? I think the problem here is that everybody looking at that knows it's a sex fetish. There you go. Well, that's what, the problem. What about the kids? And I'm thinking, if it were me and my kids, I think we would just laugh at mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Say, I think we would laugh at for it. For me, it's fine. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, for, for me, I don't care. It's totally fine. But I also understand that there has to be lines for society, and I, yeah. So yeah. I, I can't even weigh in on this. And, I mean, beating someone in public is probably not Yeah, I mean, the guy was being whipped. Oh, really? On private property, by the way. That's why they threw him out. There was whipping, but there was no nay-naying, right? No, no. no. (laughs) At least, well, the video cut off before any nay-naying. Right at the end, she did say, stand up, and he was starting to stand up, right? Right at the end of the video that we were watching? Yeah, so is that when they were getting kicked out? He was being a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could easily explain, like, hey, Dad, what's that? Oh, they're role-playing. It's fun. It's around Halloween. Yeah. But I do think it's oh, yeah. wildly inappropriate and should it's, definitely be done in private. It's, <laughs> do you not need it, to do that around definitely people? Definitely do okay it in private. You shouldn't bring force the, people to have to see your like it, sexual side. Is bringing the general public into your kink scene, because that's what it is, a kink scene. It could also go to the even as far as sexual harassment to others Yeah, mm. I guess by right. doing that. So fun. it's not very kind. Well, you're not allowed to make anybody feel uncomfortable anymore. That's right. Anyway. So... But this is my comfort fake dog. Uh, yo, well, there's that too. See, you could, yeah. you could, everything's an excuse. <laughs> my comfort, my comfort fake dog. Those are important. <laughs> I don't know. My dog died five years ago, and that reminds me of it. Triggered. Mm-hmm. It'll uh, last longer than a normal dog. Uh, you want to get a female with a whip all upset? Good point. You know, I do. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> uh, I don't know what they're doing here in the St. Louis area, but uh, in Oregon. In Oregon, hospitals are now allowing parents to wear clear plastic face masks when they visit the newborn babies in intensive care, like the NICUs. So they can see their face? So, they could, so the babies could see their face. I thought it was a cool story. That's neat. And they did it so the babies could see their full face, not just their eyes. And research shows it's important for early development and bonding to see a mom's face or a dad's face. So it's not just the medical masks; it's it's the face shields that that are being allowed in Oregon. I don't know if I don't know what they're doing here, but you know, it was a story of a, of a couple that had to have their you know kid in the NICU for for a while. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? You don't know what they're what was? Do you have a kid lately or? But me? No, <laughs> it's, it's not mine. It's he not went bum bum bum. Me? No, 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 no. A timeshare a timeshare company has come up with maybe the safest possible way to have Thanksgiving with your family. So you have to book a fifteen night trip where everyone quarantines for two weeks in their own suite. And then on the last night, uh, you have Thanksgiving dinner. And the prices start at 2100 bucks per suite, and they're offering locations in Arkansas, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. The company is uh, the company's Club Wyndham, and they're calling it the, ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Quarnacopia package. Ah. See, it's quarantine and cornucopia like combined because it's Thanksgiving. And I guess the suites are pretty are pretty big. They have you know full and half kitchens, and but you got to stay there for two weeks, right? And stuck in this room, 
Well, I mean, it's a three-room suite, but still. Ba- no balcony or anything like that? I mean, it depends on where you book it. Yeah. I mean, the good news is I'm you're out. with your family, so you get to hang yeah, out wait, with all them and talk politics. And you have to book a 15-night trip. And on the last night, you could then have dinner with your th- with your family. Wow. So let's say it was like my family, my brother-in-law, you know, and then my brother and his family. You know, we would rent this place because we're all from different parts of the country. So we'd all have to stay in our as a family in these suites for 14 days. And then on the day 15, we could all meet in the middle and have Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. This may be my style. Hotels.com is offering the chance for somebody to rent a Friendsgiving Island. Ooh. Where you could have your crew keep distance from other people the week before Thanksgiving. It's a three-bedroom house on a private island off the coast of Florida, 300 bucks a night. Normally, it'd run you about 1400 bucks a night. The island features a three-bedroom home and a boat that will be available for use during your seven-night stay on the island. It's a first-come, first-served thing. Starting October 27th, includes a private chef to give you the full Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh. That's pretty neat. We should take the show there, man. No. Okay. Glad we talked it out. A paleontology conference. I'm sure that was a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds awesome. Go on. Paleontology conference uh, that moved online because of the virus. They ran into a bit bit, bit of trouble last week when the chat filter kept banning something it believed was an inappropriate word. Bone. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is. Are you kidding me? That's nope. going to shut down their entire that thing. That shut down the conference because of the word bone oh, that's was considered inappropriate in the chat. Shut down. Oh, man. Uh, the CEO of uh, United Airlines says he doesn't expect the airline business to get back to normal until 2024. Damn. In its third quarter, United Airlines posted $1.5, uh, $1.8 billion in losses, Ooh. averaging about... $25 million a day. And they're operating at 70% capacity compared to 2019. Well, that being said, it seems like people are getting more and more comfortable with getting on airplanes again. The TSA screened more than a million people on Sunday, and that's the most people in one day since March 17th. Now, I'm about to do it for the first time. It's definitely definitely going to be different. And man, there are no flights available. I mean, there, there are plenty of flights, but they're all crap. The two times I've flown, I had very pleasant experiences. Yeah. Very pleasant. You were going to a major airport too, right? And, I mean, I was uh, going to Newark or coming from Newark home. Yeah. But did you find that the times were, were just all wacky? I mean, there are some screwy yeah, times. Yeah, because both flights I had were early morning flights. And that those were usually there's a couple flights to St. Louis. But there was I didn't have many options this time. Yeah, I had very, very few options. And I wonder how full your plane is. Well, what I'm airline? I'm not sure. Um, you know, I don't know because it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be one and they're not flying to this airport anymore. They were trying to throw me to a different airport. Mm. So it's being switched around now. I don't, I don't know who I'm going to end up with. Cause remember a lot of them are not offering center seats now. Hmm. Yeah. This one didn't even give me an option when, when I was doing the seats because, uh, if you pay less, you get no option, you know, cause usually you, 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 you pick your seat after you pay for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was getting the, the cheaper ones, of course. <laughs> And uh, it showed no option, but it only said that, the, you know, there was four left or five left or something like that. So, I don't know. It's already, I, I it's already it, a different experience. They handed me a, a sanitizer wipe. Like, as soon as I got on the plane, you have to wear a mask. And they offered me the sanitizer wipe. Everybody's wiping down everything. And you sit there, you keep to yourself. You don't do anything dangerous. And, you're, you know, 
I mean, you're going to the West Coast, so it's what three hours? Uh, it's more than that. It's um, well, with layovers, it's going to be about a. Six... Oh, you're not flying direct. No, man, oh. there's, there's hardly anything direct, <laughs> dude. And you think I'm going to pay for that? Well, this should make you feel better. A new study <laughs> uh, came out that found it's basically totally safe to fly. But it was funded by the airlines and other companies directly oh, associated with the industry. So some experts say it's flawed data. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, our buddy Kevin Shattenkirk's going to be on the phone. Sweet. We'll be talking chat next. So I believe our guest is on the phone and it's great to play this little sounder here. The Rizzuto Show. Talking chat with Kevin Shattenkirk. Hey, Kevin Shattenkirk's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? What Good morning. And, and first off, congratulations! Yeah. And you have a lot. You have a lot to be thankful for this year, don't you? I do. I do. Thank you, guys. It's uh, it's been a hell of a year, despite everything that's uh, obviously been going on in the world. But um, yeah, a lot of a lot to celebrate. Stanley Cup champion Kevin Shattenkirk on the phone. Dude, wow. we, cool. we have talked since the first day we talked to this guy about how down-to-earth, cool, and real this guy is. And I just, out of the blue, I was like, ah, I'm going to text him, see if he'll come on the show. Probably won't get back to you. Probably super busy. Eight minutes later, what's up, big fella? I'd love to. <laughs> it was great. Uh, put a big smile on my face. Yeah, man. how Thanks much for... did your phone blow up uh, as soon as you won the uh, your, your team won the Stanley Cup? Oh, it was, it was crazy. Um, I, think, uh, I think we had about... I don't know, over 300 texts, um, DMs, you name it. I, you know, kind of left it for a few days mm -hmm. to, uh, just soak everything up and, and enjoy the, uh, the victory. But it was, it was very heartwarming to get kind of, you know, outcry from people and, and, uh, the support from, you know, people that I've, I've run into all along the way have helped me get here. Yeah. When did you go to sleep? How, how far after you won the cup did you actually go to sleep? Was it, you know, didn't sleep for a day? Uh, you were just going hard? You know, we uh, we went hard, obviously, the night we won. Um, and we all took some cat naps on the flight home uh -huh. just to uh, just to recharge. And then once we got back to Florida, it was about a, a four to five day uh, bender <laughs> that uh, there wasn't there wasn't too much going. There was too much sleep going on. Yeah, I, I just remember when the when the blues won, watching the blues get off the airplane. <laughs> and then and somebody was wearing like, uh, you know, their tie as a as a. <laughs> Yeah, somebody yeah. had just a, just a vest on and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure that's the way yeah. it was with you guys, too. Yeah, you know, we uh, obviously we, we didn't have the opportunity to leave the bubble after we won. So we, um, you know, we were just in the hotel room and they really made it, uh, you know, a lot of fun to just be with the staff and, and everyone who was part of the organization to celebrate it and have that moment together and um, then when we got home, I mean, all, a lot of us hadn't seen our families in a long time, so we tried to look somewhat presentable. Mm. Yeah, what was what was bubble like? Bubble life like? I mean, you were in there for how long? Three months? Uh, it's about, yeah, about seventy days, so a little less. But uh, it was, you know, what it, all all things considered, they did a tremendous job with you know keeping us entertained and making sure that uh, you know, I mean, it, it was like a, a really nice prison. <laughs> we were sleeping uh sleeping in great beds and and you know at really nice hotels and we had some outdoor space to to get out there and move around but um you know the family aspect and not being able to to have them around especially to to experience us winning a stanley cup was uh was kind of the hardest part yeah and you and you have a newborn I, i'm sure that was that was tough to be away yeah so he's, I mean, thankfully for FaceTime, uh, you know, he still recognized me when I came home and 
Um, my wife is, uh, and my wife and I are, ex- are expecting a girl in February. Yay, so we, yeah, we, uh, we have a lot going on and, and she, um, you know, she was a trooper throughout the whole process. Um, so bring us through a typical day of a hockey player in the bubble of an NHL or in the bubble. So you get up and what? Uh, so on a, I'll call it a non-game day. We get up. We usually have, uh, we don't have any sort of skate or anything like that. We'll have uh, a team meeting at around six o'clock at night, just to get ready for the, the game the next day. So, um, a lot of it is treatment and finding time to, uh, get with our athletic trainers and make sure our body feels, you know, up to, up to the task the next day. And, mm-hmm. um, when we were in Toronto, we had the BMO soccer fields, which is where the uh, Toronto SC plays. We were able to go over there, play wiffle ball and, um, just screw around a little bit, spike ball. And, um, it was really just kind of getting your mind off of whatever sort of, you know, hockey was going on because you're, you're so, you're so in, encased in it when you're, when you're on game days. Mm-hmm. Were you around other teams? I mean, were there was there mixing and mingling of teams? No, not. I mean, we were around. Everyone was in the same hotel, which was really strange. So, um, you know, you could be in a fight and battling with a guy and calling in something that you know he can't really say on the radio, mm-hmm. and then you get back to the hotel and you're in the same elevator with him going up to your rooms after you just beat him. So, <laughs> like, I'm standing next to Zdeno Chara after, you know, we just we just beat them like 7-1 to one, one game in the elevator and we just didn't say a word to each other. It was yeah. really strange. God, we have trouble awkward. passing each other in the hallway. I can't imagine what an elevator <laughs> like that would be. That's crazy, man. Totally worth it, though, I'd imagine, in the end, right? Yeah, it was, it was worth... Uh, you know, it was worth it all, and, and you know, I think it was it was one of the hardest Stanley Cups to win, just given the uh, the mental aspect of it and um, how we stayed prepared over the pause. And um, you know, it was it was just an amazing feeling to to be able to hold that cup over my head finally. And um, you know, you really don't know what it's going to be like until you do it. And yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. So, so I mean, a lot of people say the Blues, who had who had some momentum before the you know before the sh- the NHL shutdown, they say they didn't handle the bubble life well. What do you think you guys did differently than the Blues? Was it a was it a mental thing? Was it? I, I don't know. I don't know. How could you compare? Well, you know, I think for everyone it was it was different. I think our coaches did a great job of again making sure that. You know, on, on non-game days that we were kind of able to escape from, uh, you know, the bubble. I mean, we couldn't get outside of, of the actual fenced-in area, but they just did a great job of making sure that we kind of separated ourselves from hockey and, and enjoyed the company of each other and made sure that we hung out as teammates and, and you know, were able to just have a, have a great experience with it. I know some teams struggled with it. Um, and it was hard. Look, I mean, we it, we had the benefit that we played really well the whole way through, and we felt confident about our team from the get-go, and uh, no one on our team other than Patty Maroon had won the cup before, so we had a lot of hungry yeah, players how many, how many to realize that to, this was a good chance. How many times did I have to remind you guys it was a second in a row? <laughs> oh, my God. He's ridiculous, that guy. We were like, all right, buddy, we get it. You won twice. Like, give it, you know, give it a rest. Did he make sure everybody knew his name was on it from the year before? Hey, did he point at it? Hey, look, there's my name. It's right every there. Every time he had the cup, every time he had the cup, he had to show us. 
<laughs> that's actually why you left the team, right? Because of him? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I left because I knew he was coming somewhere down the line. I had to get out of there. Hey, do so, so, with him. so everybody says, you know, Pat Maroon is like the, the class clown in the locker room. He's boisterous. He's loud. He, he's fun to be around. Uh, talk about mm -hmm. Pat for a second. You know, he's, and I've gotten to know him when I was playing in St. Louis just because he was home around, uh, you know, in the off season. And, you know, he, like you said, he's just kind of that fun-loving guy who loves to lighten the mood. He knows when it's time to be serious. But, um, you know, he just has that ability where he can get anyone to laugh. And it doesn't matter if it's the most serious person in the room or the biggest jokester. And, um, you know, he knew exactly when the team needed that. And, you know, kept it light, especially when we, we had those hard moments during the playoffs and during the season where, you know, maybe we just needed to L settle down a little bit and have a little fun. He seems to be the kind of guy that would fart at exactly the right moment to cut the tension. Like he's that, right? <laughs> like he's like an, almost an artist that way. Knows when to toot, to cut uh, the tension at an, at, an appropriate, <laughs> at an appropriate time. He seems to be that kind of guy. Yeah, he's got all the tricks in his in his bag, Chris. <laughs> so, as a kid, Kevin, you, you, I mean, as a kid, you dream. You know, the first time you, you 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 lace up the skates, you dream of lifting the Stanley Cup. You're at that moment. They hand you the cup. What 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 are your thoughts? Is this heavy? Oh my God, is it heavier than I thought? It's not. It's it's you know it's it's a lot heavier the next day. Um, <laughs> you know when you're hungover. But um, honestly, it's it, you kind of you don't realize it until you go back and look at it and mm -hmm. see it on video. Um, you know, at the time you you're just so happy that you won. Um, you're so proud of your teammates and, um, you know, it was, it was super light and you throw it over your head and you're skating around and, you know, 10 seconds later, it's kind of over. But, yeah. um, I think after that, you know, you get in the locker room, you see the Stanley cup just sitting there. That's when it really becomes, um, you know, just that, that ultimate feeling of achievement. Now you guys had a, you, did you guys do just a water parade, like from the boats or how did that work? We did. So we did the boat parade, um, which was about an hour and, and drove down the canal and um, it was tremendous. And then we went to Raymond James stadium where the bucks play and they had about 18,000 people in there. Wow. Um, socially distanced, of course. And, uh, yeah, that was when we were on stage, and the, you know the the mayor made a speech, and our owner, and um, that was kind of our, you know, big, big ending to our parade. But mm. the boat parade was just insane. That looked pretty. That hey, looks pretty cool. Hey, back to holding up the Stanley Cup. All I'd be thinking is, don't fall. <laughs> like, don't trip over like where are the, the camera wires. Yeah, all camera that, wires, yeah. and so, you know, there's red carpets out there. You know, just don't trip over anything. You don't want to be I was afraid guy. I was going to throw it up so fast that it was going to take me like back over my head. <laughs> I was going to fall backwards. <laughs> Boy, I, I, what, what do you think? What do you think you're going to feel like when you see your name etched on there for the first time? That's got to be an amazing moment for you. Yeah, I mean, it gives me chills uh, just kind of hearing you you say it, and and I think that's obviously what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, you know, they say that your your team's you know, names will last on there for 68 years before they have to change the, uh, the ring out. But, wow. um, you know, it's, it's amazing. And, and I'm, you know, happy to say that I can take my son and show him my name on the, on the Stanley cup. And, and, uh, it's a very proud moment for me. Your last name's not exactly Smith. Did you do the check, the spell check for them and everything? <laughs> yeah. They didn't ask me to, uh, you know, shorten my name for the cup or anything. So it should be good. Hey, what are you going to, so you're going to get the cup for a day. What are you going to do? 
Well, we don't know if we're getting the cup yet because uh, obviously with COVID going on, they're not sure if they're going to be able to ship it all over the world. Oh, but, uh, no. It will I happen. Know. It'll happen. It, either way, I think they're going to you know, make sure that they find us a day with the cup. Um, I'll obviously bring it back home to New York and, and to my hometown for a little bit and then uh, just probably out by my house in the summer and invite family and friends out for, uh, for a nice big party. Mm. Make sure you drive it by where the Rangers play, I'm just saying. Yeah, I might stop in New York City, Penn Station, <laughs> and take a picture in front of MSG. Well, so you, you had, I mean, you had, you had a great, you, you, I mean, you had a great run of the playoffs. Twenty-five games, three goals, ten assists. You were a plus eight, and uh, and you signed just a new deal with the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Awesome! Congratulations on that. Thank you. Three-year Thank deal. You. Um, I mean, you were a free agent. Uh, tell me what it's like on free agent day. I mean, you you knew you were out there. Uh, do, you, do you sit by the phone? Do you keep yourself occupied? Do other things, and whatever happens, happens. You know, it's it's a lot of phone calls. Um, you know, you have to obviously just talk with with teams before you even start to negotiate a contract and terms, uh, because you want to know what the direction of the team is going in and and where they see fitting on the team. Um, you know, so we I was on the phone most of the day, and and having gone through it a couple of years before. When I signed in New York, uh, I was much more prepared for it and, and much more at ease. Mm. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it's always a hectic day, but for the most part, you know, it, it runs its course. And, and at the end of the day, you have a big decision to make. And um, moving out west is a huge move for us. But at the same time, uh, we're really excited about it. And, and I'm happy to be joining a very good young team that uh, hopefully we can make a run at it in the next few years. Yeah, and I was reading this this morning. I, I didn't know this, but before you saw him with the Lightning, uh, you had an opportunity to go to Anaheim, but you chose Tampa. I did. I did. My my final two teams uh, last summer were Tampa and Anaheim. And, um, you know, at the time, it, it just Tampa Bay was the right move for me to set myself up. Uh, you know, for the rest of my career. And, and obviously things worked out perfectly in Tampa. Um, and then, you know, I was happy that Anaheim was, was still willing to, uh, to give us a call, um, you know, at the end of all of it. So uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. I'll be going in there as one of the more experienced guys and, and asked to be a leader. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Before we let you go, and I know you, you're busy today, uh, overtime goal against Dallas. Game two. Yeah. Of the uh, of the semifinals, puck goes in. Did you even realize it went in? People, you know, people start cheering. What's going through your head? Well, once again, it was uh, Patty Maroon standing in front, so mm-hmm. I couldn't see it with that big body in the way. But um, <laughs> no, I, you know what? It was it was it's a shot that I take all the time and work on all the time. Um, and I felt like if I got it through that defenseman, that something good would come of it. And after it went in the net, I kind of saw everyone celebrate. Our, our bench could see it better than than me. And when everyone started jumping on the ice, um, you know, I knew that that uh, it had gone in. And I mean, talk about an amazing feeling. That's something that you you play in your driveway and, and play out in your driveway for years as a kid, scoring in the Stanley Cup Finals. And um, it was just uh, to be completely smothered by your teammates after that. It's just, uh, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah, for something you did. God, I can just hear the smile in your voice. Man. We, uh, listen, so awesome, dude. We, we were rooting for you, you know, as soon as you guys made the finals, uh, you know, we were pulling for Tampa Bay because of you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because, and, and because of Pat Maroon. But uh, congratulations on everything, man. All the success. 
I mean, the Stanley Cup, the New Deal with the uh, with the uh, with the Ducks and the kids, and another baby coming. So, oh, so man. man. Thank you guys. I appreciate it as always. And, uh, you know, just, just know that I'm always following you guys. So, uh, I feel like I'm part of the Riz family and, uh, you guys always make it feel that way. You are a part of the family. You are part of the family. Thank you, Kevin Shatker, everybody. Stanley Cup champion. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks guys. Have a good one. There he is. Kevin Shatner. I'll never champion. say it either. He does a lot of charity work too. A lot. If you follow him on Instagram or wherever, he does a lot of charity work. Really yeah. does. Good dude. Good dude. Good dude. We really lucked out even just being able to meet him and know him and have him on the show years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Years ago. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, what a what a, what a a good dude. What a, what a personality. And he's another one of those guys who did what Maroon did. He, he did a one-year deal to set himself up, like he said, for this three years in Anaheim. And, you know, prove himself for one year and then go get that money. He's one of the good ones, man. You know, yeah, you, you wish for all the success. Yep. He really is. All the success. And he's getting it. Yep. Yeah, he got a, you know, it, it was a strange deal when he went to New York. His... his, his his Childhood team, team he grew up loving. Like I grew up, you know, a Ranger fan as 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 Kevin did, and he dreamed of playing for the Rangers, and he got hurt. Yeah, and he got hurt, and just you know didn't work out. Yeah, and then he goes to and he goes to he goes to Tampa, and he wins a freaking Stanley Cup. That's amazing, and he has a great playoff, and and get, signs a three year deal with the Ducks. Yeah, he wasn't just on the team for this for this run. He did well. Yeah. So congratulations, Kevin, and, and we wish you all the success in, uh, in Anaheim. The Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. All right, after the break, uh, King Scott's got your headline goo. We got some spouts, and we got your headline goo. Hey, guys, you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Hey, Riz, happy birthday. Why wouldn't I say my name in that? <laughs> Use that one. <laughs> that's uh, that's Burke Kreischer, actually, who uh, had to cancel last night's uh, drive-in show over in Belleville. And it was it was a weather thing, and uh, he went on to uh, to Twitter last night to offer his apologies. Not his fault. I mean, if, uh, weather is weather, and I think there was lightning in the area. And I guess you, if you want a refund, wherever you got your tickets, yep, right, they'll offer the refunds out there. That's too bad. Everything that he probably went through and everybody else went through to try to make that happen. You know, watching this video, he seemed actually legit sad. Yeah, I agree. And he promises to be back. But they always say that, right? Another one of the good guys. Yeah, they always promise to come. We'll be uh, back. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll be see. back. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Well, it was nice to talk to Kevin Shattenkirk before the break. And it's amazing. I'd love to have that interview up on the podcast if you missed it. But what the hell, man? I don't, come on, I Scott. Don't, this is not Scott. This is not Scott's Where'd fault. Way to go, Scott. Um, yeah, no, in the very uh, middle of that, is the computer froze up. And so I had to restart it. So then I was going to grab from our backup system. All right, so we have, a, so we have this kind of logger that logs everything we say, all the content of the show. and Just in case. Yeah, just we have in a case. backup. And, and we needed the just in case because during the middle of our talk with Kevin Shattenkirk, Scott's computer yeah. crashed. And all right, let's go to the backup. And right, what does so the backup sound that. like? Oh, here it is. Here's the backup. What? Are you kidding? Riz, this is how you sound normally. Is that what my voice sounds like? Yeah, sounds different uh, in when it's live. I can't even listen to it anymore. And, and first off, congratulations. <laughs> I sound like a, <laughs> an album. You we have a like Christmas me. album coming out, I think. Um, yeah, this this new computer from the early 80s, I think, needs to finally be updated. Oh, come on, man. Can so you just slow it down or no? Is Can that an interview lost try. forever? No. I don't, There's got to be a way to restore this. Yeah, I don't really know. The strange thing is it has nothing to do with Scott's computer. No, I know. I mean, I'm just I mean, busting the, his balls. Yeah, the original shutdown does. But no, this is something This is something with our system. Uh, 
I'm texting him to see if he'll call in and just do the same thing again. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah, remember what you said. Kev, we need to redo that. Oh. Can you win another We finally Stanley have a pleasant Cup. conversation with somebody that's lost. I know. I know. Somebody who actually likes us. I just want proof. <laughs> There's proof. You just got to listen because he says it really fast. Yeah. Everything's broken around here. <laughs> Especially my heart right now. All so. right, Scott, make me laugh. All right. Hey, what's going on in the news today? Today. Oh, even that was weak. Hey, man. It took the wind out of my sails. All right, King Scott, headline go. Organizers of a chain smoker's concert were fined for violating COVID-19 protocols and also smoking. Okay. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's working, Scott. Deal. Christopher Cross says COVID-19 left him with temporary paralysis. As a result, it left him caught between the moon and New York City. Hey! <laughs> hey. <laughs> a new mugshot it's working, of... Scott. Come on, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Yay! A new mugshot of old and haggard-looking Bill Cosby went viral yesterday. Cosby looks like he hasn't gotten a lot of sleep. If only there was something he could take for that. Uh, <laughs> that's reality. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's lawyers say he'll die in prison if he's not released, which seems like an argument for keeping him in there. Am I right? And there's a rumor Gwen Stefani and Blake Shelton called off their wedding. Whoa. Yeah, the rumor started after Shelton canceled his rental of a Bud Light fountain. (laughs) (laughs) Weed is now legal in Maine, which brings a number of reasons to visit Maine to one. Unless you live somewhere where weed's legal, then it's still zero. You're hitting, aren't you? You're hitting a couple of times. Uh, a Florida man was arrested for assaulting his girlfriend with a pumpkin and its innards. Either the guy was highly intoxicated or just out of his gourd. Camilla oh, Harris turned 56 yesterday. Harris celebrates the day of her birth, as opposed to Mike Pence, who observes his final assembly day of June 7th. <laughs> <laughs> the Department of Justice indicted six Russian military intelligence officers in connection with major hacks, and they've been instructed to sever all ties with Carrot Top. That's the hack thing, the major hack. Major hack. I like Carrot Top. I do too. We'll kick your ass too. Yes. The Department of Justice filed an antitrust lawsuit against Google. When they heard this, workers at one Google competitor were overheard yelling, Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Disneyland employees gathered at the park to protest its closure. Uh, closure. And once cops arrived, things got tense and several pumpkin coaches were overturned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and made a goofy with you. All right. Thanks, Scott. That audio will be fine. But the Kevin yeah. Shattenkirk one? <laughs> no, apparently Web Guy Joe just uh, just emailed said the uh, the Shattenkirk audio came through fine on YouTube. He could pull the uh, the the audio feed from it. Thank you. Love you, Joe. Go. Joe. Woo! Thank you, Joe. So nice of him. We should still fix the yes, situation that still needs here. To be fixed. That's not, it's still an that's issue. Not just move beyond it. No, no, that needs to be fixed. To do in the yeah. building. Hey, remember? Uh, I don't know why I thought of this. Yahoo. Uh, remember Yahoo Sirius? Uh huh. No. Oh yeah. Was he Australian or something? Was he? And he had Probably a movie. Still is. <laughs> what was this movie called? He, he was in the movies, and he, he had a, a a run for a little while. The guy's name is Yahoo Sirius. Oh. He looked kind of like Sideshow Bob a little bit. Yeah. What was the name of that? Was it y- Young Einstein? Was oh, it? whoa. Yeah, that is Young Einstein. Yeah, that's the dude from Young Einstein. Yeah. Well that guy's name is Yahoo Serious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
He was also in a movie called Reckless Kelly in 1993 that basically looks like Young Einstein. Number what two. a different title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then two. Mr. Accident in 2000. So, you know, he's still working. Yeah, whatever happened to that guy? Uh, right? He had, he had a run for a little bit. That guy is mm-hmm. 67 years old. Yahoo Serious yeah. is 67? Wow. So says Google. And what's he been <laughs> so up Yahoo. to? Yahoo. <laughs> what's he doing? What's he been up to? Australian film actor, director, and score composer. His films include the comedy films Young Einstein, Reckless Kelly, and Mr. Accident. Okay. <laughs> Which is the only You've thing that I've seen. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he writes, directs, produces, stars in, and has composed the scores for all of his movies. Okay. Well, three uh, movies right. which came out in the 90s. Uh, let's see. He went to National Arts School. Okay. Uh, Recent works. Award for something. Or is he still living he, off that Young Einstein I money? think he just mentioned his recent works. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Asset. Well, there's some good paparazzi photos of him. He's wearing muck boots out in public. Okay, Whoa. good. It's yeah. a smart man. Oh, my I, gosh. So, uh, sorry. Yahoo Sirius married a woman named Lulu Pincus. <laughs> Lulu Sirius. So, Pincus. Oh, Lulu Sirius? Oh, Lulu, there's a... Lulu, Lulu Pinka Serious? Lulu Pinkus has now become Lulu Serious. Hey, be serious. <laughs> uh, when, whenever you said go, uh, whenever you said Yahoo in the Google joke, I thought, yeah, well, whatever happened to Yahoo Serious? <laughs> okay, here's what happened. In August of 2000, Yahoo Serious tried to sue the search engine Yahoo for trademark infringement. How'd that work out? Well, the case was thrown out because Sirius could not prove that he sells products or services under the name Yahoo and therefore could not prove that he suffered harm or confusion due to, due to the search engine. But you see, Yahoo has an exclamation point after it. So uh-huh. Totally like different. Like the search engine Yahoo has an exclamation point. So. He was in a short documentary film called In the Can, like C-A-N-N-E-S, <laughs> in 2007. Yeah. It's a documentary. Just got huh? a, I think that's in the briefcase. Just, <laughs> just got a copy of that, too. Hey, uh, uh, Moon's got your sports here. Um, Rawlings, Rawlings is a St. Louis company, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they had an office in or a building or something in Fenton oh, for a while. Forty-four. Yeah. 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 Right still there. Yeah. Uh, Rawlings founded in 1887. Yeah, founded in St. Louis. They make uh, baseballs, gloves, other sports gear. Um, are they the actual? Uh, they have the uh, the contract for baseball gloves in in the MLB. I, I, I know they did at least balls. for a while. I don't know. I thought it was. Ball. I thought. I thought. Uh, I thought Major League Baseball bought them, or owned them, or owned the division that made the ball. Isn't it the Rawlings Golden Golden Glove every year, or yeah. Gold Glove every year? Mm. So the, at least that. Well, Rawlings announced yesterday they are uh, buying up Easton. Oh, the bats! Oh, wow. Yeah, hats for bats. Yeah. Yes. Rawlings Sporting Goods Inc. announced yesterday they nice. have agreed to buy Easton Diamond Sports, a merger of uh, two of the company's top softball and baseball sporting goods companies. That's big. Yeah, it's huge. Real big, yeah. Oh, so I guess uh, Easton was owned by a company called Peak Achievement Athletics, who owns Bauer Hockey, uh, among other brands. Smokes. So I guess yeah. I guess uh, Rawlings just bought that, just That's Easton huge. from that company. Yeah, that is real big. And Moon, you're right. They're owned by MLB Properties. Oh, yeah. And two years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, because that that's the thing. Like, um, guys, ratings are down. Oh, okay. Well, juice the balls. Who do we have to call? Oh, Wrongs. yeah. We, we own, own it. <laughs> <laughs> call oh, yeah. the warehouse. Major League yeah. Baseball bought, and some private equity firm, uh, bought Rawlings two years ago for $395 million. It's a brilliant move. I mean, why buy balls off somebody? Right. How about yeah. I just make them? Yeah. Yep. Rawlings is Major League Baseball's official supplier of baseballs, gloves, face guards, and helmets. Mm-hmm. Easton is the leading bat supplier to the industry. 
Jeez. So now they own the bats and balls. Damn. They're the, gonna take them and go home. Easton is the uh, leading supplier to MLB over Louisville. Uh, Easton is a leading bat supplier to the industry. Maybe. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah, with, yeah, yeah. Ma- with Little League there, Baseball softball. I was gonna say there isn't a field out there that's not Major League Baseball that doesn't have Easton bats everywhere. Easton bats, yeah. Easton gloves. That's all I had. I'm uh, not not gloves. Uh, batting gloves. Yeah, Easton's big in the softball bat world. Yeah, too. I wore Rawlings in the field, or like a, I think I had a, I think I had a Spal- was it Spalding? I had one other glove that wasn't Rawlings, but I always wore Rawlings in the field, Easton on the bench, hmm. or at the plate. Uh, I forgot where I'm reading this. Oh, stltoday.com. In late March, prompted by the coronavirus-induced uh, delays to baseball activities, Rawlings told the state it planned to furlough 130 workers at its facility in Washington, Missouri. Uh, and I don't know if they did or not. I guess they got 140 corporate office employees in town and country. I guess that's where their headquarters is. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, that's cool, man. That's real cool. That's Rawlings, great. Easton. Getting a monopoly going. I like it. Yeah. yeah those are always good. <laughs> yeah, you like it. That's <laughs> brilliant. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's Controlling what, the bats and the balls, that's huh? That's what we want. Uh, all right, here's sports. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show. Sports. Moon, what do we got? Sports brought to you by Amco Ranger, protecting people and property from pests since 1965. The Dodgers beat the Rays 8-3 in Game 1 of the World Series last night. Here are the homers from the Dodgers who never trailed. Cody Bellinger, and he pulls one into right center. Back at the track, and the wall is gone. So Cody Bellinger was the one that hurt himself celebrating them getting into the uh, yeah separate into the shoulder. World Series. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, he separated his shoulder and that that big jumping in the air high five thing. He's done it before. Okay. And apparently they just went in and popped it back in. Yeah, separated his shoulder. So when he hit that home run, he was doing the, I guess, foot taps. Like, congratulations, foot taps. Oh, no. No That's why they're, I thought they were doing it because of COVID. No, foot taps. Smarter celebration. Makes it to nothing. Dodgers here in the fourth of game one. And he is greeted by Betts. A shot into right back. One pitch, one more run, and the first Dodger postseason home run mm-hmm. for Mookie Betts. Seven to one. Yeah. But yeah. Kershaw actually looked good last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah Betts yeah. and Bellinger came to play, but Kershaw dominated for six innings. Uh, those two, like I said, homered. And the Dodgers chased a, uh, a wild Tyler Glasnow in the, uh, the fifth inning and coasted home in the opener. Uh, Scott, I know, is super excited this yeah. morning talking about Kershaw breaking this curse, or, or so it seems. Uh, crowd limited by the coronavirus to 11,388 at that Globe Life Field, the new $1.2 billion home of Texas Rangers. Marked the smallest for baseball's top event in 111 years. Well, that place looks nice. Yep. And they were showing Kershaw last night during the game. They were matching up all his pitches, you know, the curve, the, the slider, and fastball. And his release is like almost exact same point all of them, and his finger... Whenever you look at it, you cannot really tell difference at all. And he was just brilliant last night. Lights out, as yeah. they say. Tom Brady has been mildly successful in the NFL. And yes. uh, Boston <laughs> Boston had a great run with their uh, other sports teams while Tom was in town. Now, Tampa Bay Rays are in the World Series. And Brady is there. So, is he good luck? Someone tried to find out by looking. Well, also the Lightning. The Lightning won the Stanley Oh, yeah, Cup. the Lightning, of course. Some, someone tried to find out by looking at how successful the sports teams were in every city that Brady has lived while he lived there. The so results? is Tom Brady a good luck charm for the city he lives in? Well, 
When Tom was growing up in the Bay Area from 1977 to 1974, the San Francisco 49ers drafted Joe Montana and won five Super Bowls. Mm. The Oakland Raiders won one. The Oakland A's won a World Series while he was there. Then Tom was at the University of Michigan from 1995 to 1999. Oh, the Detroit Red Wings won three Stanley Cups, <laughs> and Brady, Brady's uh, Michigan Wolverines won the national championship. Damn. But not much happened for the Lions or the Tigers. Uh, they're also... Uh, Counting the Red Wings 2001-2002 uh, series, uh, and Brady had already won a Super Bowl in New England by then. Uh, I, I mean, we're, we're connecting dots. Yeah. Uh, right. Then 2001 and 2019, the Patriots win six Super Bowls, the Red Sox win four World Series, the Celtics won an NBA championship, and the Bruins won a Stanley Cup. In the past year, in addition to Tampa Bay Rays making the World Series, you mentioned the Lightning won the Stanley Cup, and there's an entire chart, and it's actually pretty interesting uh, uh, to see. Speaking of Tom, he uh, narrated a little piece to the opening of the World Series last night, and here's an edited clip so you can listen to his cheesy piano drama about baseball from Tom Brady. <laughs> I don't have it. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, crud. I what, pulled a Jeff. What, did I put this together for you? No, it, <laughs> I don't have it. It's just imagine the piano player that we usually hire, you know, just like a step uh, uh, above and then Tom Brady. This guy? Yes, and then Tom Brady talking about baseball. Okay, I'm, baseball. I'm not that sad we don't have it. <laughs> Uh, he weighed in on the team, by the way, that he's cheering for in the World Series. He is, uh, of course, uh, going for his uh, his hometown now, the uh, the Tampa Bay team. Now, did you know that Brady knows his baseball and played well enough to be drafted by the Montreal Expos as a catcher? Because I did not know that. I don't know. That I did not know. I was today years old when I found that out. Uh, let's see. Let's move over to some Cardinal stuff. Nine-time All-Star catcher, Yadier Molina. 38 years old, but reportedly hoping to secure a multi-year contract this winter. An MLB insider says that Molina, an impending free agent, hopes to land a two-year pact this offseason with the Cardinals. This is what the insider said. He said, quote, a little bit of news here. His agent, Melvin Roman, Melvin told Mel me that Molina would like to get a two-year deal and play out until he's 40. He's 38 now. Now, whether he's going to receive a two, uh, two guaranteed years this offseason may be another story. Perhaps the Cardinals will be willing to make that commitment to a franchise icon. You know, we want another oh, guys I, with I the Browns up. It. I think so, should. too. I think they should, It's too. a no-brainer. It wouldn't be unreasonable for the team to have reservations about committing multiple years to a catcher who will celebrate his 39th birthday, though, during the 2021 season. Prior to the start of the pandemic, short in 2020 season, Molina uh, more than left open the option of playing. He is quoted as saying, I previously said that if I wasn't in St. Louis, I would go home. If I were unable to come to an extension agreement, I would retire. But that situation, with, uh, but the situation with the pandemic has changed everything. And right now, I'm thinking of playing two more years. So he just wants to play. Uh, he did say, uh, if they don't sign me, then I'm willing to go into free agency. The situation has changed my mentality, but all I want to do is play. Do we know if they're going to carry the designated hitter over to next season in the National League yet? I don't know if they've made that. But I have a feeling it will. I haven't stay. seen that, and I hope not. I bet it's. You hope not. I hope. Okay. Not. Uh, I like the game better. I like the strategies have, better. But I like what you're saying there, Jeff. Yeah, because he could be a pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, he's here. just getting better. But my my question to somebody who would say I hope not is: Have you been watching the playoffs at all? Uh, yeah, here and there. Have you been going? Darn it! I just wish the pitcher was batting right. No, now. I love it. I don't think anybody has said, "Oh, I really missed." Yeah, the this year's bat. changed I'm my all opinion. For the DH. Oh, yeah. I am too. This I wasn't up until now, but I've, I've I've found myself watching baseball, and I've never once gone, "Oh man, I it's wish awesome." Because you have Why a threat. Kershaw batting. This is so fun to have a threat the entire time. Yeah, I think you have an automatic out. I think yeah. it's fun in the moment, but I, I just I like the the defensive strategies. I I like. I like it being a more involved game. It's one of I'm the more on home complex runs, baby. games. Yeah, people 
people like runs. Give me home runs. I know, but I, it's more of it's it's one of the more complex games, and I really appreciate the complexities of it. I get well, you're I wrong. like that. <laughs> I'm moon and I'm wrong, and that's your sports because who do you think you are? I am. Sorry, Tony's not here. Somebody had to say something. <laughs> Thank you, Moon. Uh, here's this. There is Uno Show headline. Brought to you by Mork's Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Are we just uh, going to get a house in Largo, Florida? Because sure. it seems like we've been here a lot. Let's do it. Like, just a small, maybe trailer. We'll do a trailer here. Yeah, it'll fit right in. Maybe one of those prefabricated houses. I'm not sure. But we're in Largo, Florida. And this has got to be the dumbest Halloween crime of the year so far. Uh, 26-year-old Nathan Garisto, he was hammered on Monday. As one would do on a Monday. You just get hammered. <laughs> and he got into an argument with his 29-year-old girlfriend. And at one point, he picked up a pumpkin someone had apparently been carving and threw the pumpkin and its innards at her. Fortunately, he missed with the pumpkin. He did not miss with the innards. Cops got there. Their report says the woman was, quote, covered in pumpkin seeds and pulp. Nathan arrested for misdemeanor domestic battery. You know, pumpkin carving supposed to be a joyous kind of. Supposed to be. Not in Florida. Not in Florida. Yeah. I think from- when in Florida, when they do pumpkin carving, everybody has to put a little bit of bail money in their pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Dago from Largo, Florida. 26 year old Nathan Garisto. You are today's headline hooch. Hey, this is Dan Cummins, and you're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Love you. You know, I was supposed to have him on the show uh, at some point. Maybe next week. Dan Cummins, I miss him. Yeah. Talking to our buddies, you know. Just talk to Kevin Shack. Kirk, I'd like to talk to Dan Cummins. I know he's pretty busy. Well, he is pretty busy. And he just uh, he actually just announced, because he told me, uh, we were talking via text because he had done some um, some pretty amazing stuff for uh, a, a good A good, a good charity, yeah. Yeah, a, a, good, a good friend of the show, Grace. And uh, he had read her email out uh, on, on one of his episodes and was able to give some money to this amazing, amazing thing that she does. She's doing, uh, you know, social work here in the area. And, yeah, it's, it's uh, a charity called Girls on the Run, but mm. yeah, he, and he it, did announce what, what the deal is. He did announce, because he told me what something was going on in his life, and I was like, oh man, that sucks. Like, are you going to go public with it? And he said, yeah, yeah, I did yesterday. So he has COVID, and it's yeah, it, kicking and, his ass. Yeah, we, he was supposed to be on the air with us Monday. Uh, and uh, yeah, he got sick. But he's a he's a strong dude. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be good. You know, the symptoms sometimes could you know hammer you. Yeah, it's like your strength or weakness has nothing to do when it comes to a virus. Uh, so like you can. Well, strong, man, if you got if you got diabetes down. and you're overweight, you don't take care of yourself. I mean, you yeah, have, but I don't. You have see more it. of a chance of dying from from a virus. Sure, thing. yeah, yeah. I just don't like using the word weakness when it comes to diabetes or or any of that kind of any any sort of. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I know what you're, you're saying. I just don't want to put it in people's immune heads. System immune system, system. defenses, yeah. You and muscles. Like muscles. And yeah, muscles. That's why I've been lifting. <laughs> yes. They're yellow belly. That's what you're saying. They're scared. Yeah, yeah. He said it sucks, though. It's really, yeah. really been hurting him. Well, you know, we, we, we're thinking about you, Dan. I didn't know he announced it yet. I don't want to say it. Yeah, I didn't either. That's why I said, hey, man, uh, I just want to make sure. Make sure. So he said, yeah, he announced it. Uh, what day was that? Uh, on Sunday. I guess he talked about it on his, on his uh, Instagram, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, he also kind of hinted. On one of the podcasts, they had one guy that already had COVID they work with, and he was like, "Dude, I'm super sick." Blah blah blah, and he's like, "So we're gonna we're getting tested." Ah, uh, yeah, we supposed to. He was supposed to be on with us on Monday, uh, on Monday but you know, he'll, he'll come on. 
at yeah. some point. He said it's kicking his ass, but um, you know it has been uh, with a lot of folks up in his area. I got a buddy that that works at a hotel up there, and it's like tiny, tiny little town. But all the rich folks from uh, Seattle and Spokane and all, and you know, all the coastal cities and things will come over into those Idaho mountain and lake cities and all that and hang out. He said it's a population of about 1,200 of this town that goes to about 10,000 uh, when these hotels fill up with tons of people. Mm. And uh, they had a few... Shall we say super spreader events? Yeah, we're getting mm. we're getting out of the big city and bringing that to small places. Yeah, so he said seven hundred person convention and him and his entire staff. You know got what? It. Take vitamin D, man. Take vitamin D and yep. take zinc. Do the zinc. Do the vitamin D. Boost your immune system. Yep. Hey, um, before we get to your emails, do you know the uh, the uh, the Chipotle scam? No. Nope. The tortilla on the side scam. Say what? No. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. So, you get more food in a burrito bowl than in a burrito. So, you get the tortilla on the... So, ask for a tortilla on the side and they give it to you for free. And then you just roll your own burrito. (laughs) Or you just have two because there's no reason we should be ingesting that much food in one sitting. No. Those burritos come out and you're like, wait a second. I've been told how big my stomach is as an organ and I'm not sure this is supposed to go in there right now. Yeah, so if you still want to eat the burrito, you get the you get the burrito bowl, which you get more food, and then you get the tortilla on the side. You roll it yourself. Ha! I'm gaining the system. But now <laughs> Chipotle's onto you. Not Chipotle's figured out the tortilla on the side scam, and now they're charging for one. How much are they charging? It's twenty five cents, but still. The oh free, come on! The free ride is over. Yeah, it's over. It's over, baby. Just enjoy the time we had. The free ride's over. Yeah, it's going to cost you a quarter, but but still, you thought you you're getting one over on them. Mm-hmm. Start bringing one in yourself, you know, like from the store. Yeah. I'll just have the meat and stuff. I'll just Thanks. fold it in my pocket and pull it out. Now, listen, it's it's basically a symbolic move that shows they know what you're up to. And listen, we know what you're up to, and we could blow your plan up at any time. It's just a quarter now. But we know. That's like the person that goes in and asks for a soda with no ice in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> got him. Two more sips, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that ice is just taking up valuable volume. Uh-huh. We got them. I yeah, made my you, own ice at home. Yeah. You know the places, though, if you go in and get an ice latte, they used to go, whoop, and ice oh. it to the top. Yeah, You're yeah, getting yeah. a quarter of your beverage. Yeah. Yeah, you do that with tea because the tea's not always super cold, right? I'm not a tea drinker, but that's what I understand. And you know this. You guys know this better than me, but the first time I was across the pond, you had to ask for ice in your soda. Really? Yeah, oh, well, yeah. At, least, at least back then, over when I when I went the first no, it was the Reading Festival, so that was like '96 or whatever it was. Yeah, I think <laughs> we went to a McDonald's and they literally gave me no ice in my soda, and I yeah. said, "Can I have some ice?" And they put, you know, how small the ice is at McDonald's, mm. they put like four of them in there. Oh yeah, I believe it that. melted by the just... time I got to my hand. Uh, but, let's get to uh, some of your emails. It's one of those thepointcom Yeah, it's one of those things that you figure out the first time you're there, and then you remember it the next time that you're there, and then you look a little bit less stupid. Am I right? Yes. Okay, that's just me getting pulling up the emails, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Are you stalling? Yeah. Uh, Emails brought to you by Exergen Twice Daily Thermometer. Stay safe with Exergen. A couple, two, three emails about our lock-in with Bass Pro. Yes, Bass Pro Shop lock-in, St. Charles, happening on the 30th into the 31st. We're trying to raise money for Kids Rock Cancer. Yep. And uh, we got some ideas that we'll uh, we'll we'll be talking about in in the coming days. But uh, 
Yeah, going to raise some money up there at the Bass Pro Shop. And people giving us some ideas and things to do. So honest question about this lock-in. Uh, I don't think everybody remembers those days at high school parties and you're drinking a lot and you fall asleep and somebody does something to your face. So if anybody falls asleep, is that on the table, off the table? For, the right, use... for the right amount of money. <laughs> yep. Well, what is it if your shoes are on or off, right? Yeah. If your shoes are off, it's your 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 safe. fair game. Oh, okay. you're safe. Okay. But shoes no, are off safe. No sharpies to the face, though. Okay, fellas. See, the tour rule is if you were in the bunk bunk area, you made it. Bunk space, bunk zone, safe zone. Everything else, you fall asleep anywhere else. Well, I think is Pat from Mattress Direct, yeah. and, and thanks to Mattress Direct for helping us out with this. I think he's going to give us some beds. Okay, so that should be home base, right? Yeah, you, that we should, should have be, a zone. Yeah. A, fr a safe zone. Yeah, like yeah. A ta like yeah. we tape it off. <laughs> like this is if you pass out here, it's a safe zone. Then it's okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's a deal. Uh, you guys should set up games with the airsoft and paintball guns as a punishment, and you guys are and you're broadcasting from the shop, correct? Oh, well, yeah, we'll be broadcasting from uh, probably from 7 to about 10 or midnight. We'll be live broadcasting live from... From the Bass Pro Shop. And somebody else says it's a perfect opportunity for a Nerf gun battle. Oh, there's going to be battles. Oh, there's going to be battles. We're going to have a run of the place. Yeah. They said they are putting the firearms away. We, we were told that. Uh, no firearms and no uh, swimming in the fish tank. Mm. Everything else is good. I'm glad that they warned us with that because they knew what we were thinking. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to go get a gun and jump right in that water. <laughs> <laughs> Start shooting fish, huh? <laughs> Uh, next, uh, you guys are awesome. Longtime listener here. I have a question about public bathroom strategies, specifically with going not number one. Not all bathrooms have the butt gaskets. Come on, who uses those? Uh, so what is the best option for seat protection since most public bathrooms have unknown mm. germs? Uh, do you have? Uh, do you take the time to lay down the TP squares? Do you use paper towels? Do you hover? Do you did a, get a wet paper towel and wipe it down first? No. Or do you um, just deal? I don't use any protection here in the building. No ass gasket. No, I don't use an ass gasket. I go. I'm go I go in raw. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't really need to say that last part because the first part made the assumption of the second part. I'll go bare ass to seat. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. But if I'm in, uh, and, and maybe that's a mistake on my part. I don't know. I typically do a bit of a wipe down. The nice thing mm -hmm. about us and what we're, what we're doing is uh, we're usually first. We're, yeah, we're we're in the first wave. The, of, and that's why. And that's why I I go if when I go number two here, it's it's before anybody's here. I mean Jeff and maybe another. Yeah, maybe a handful of people from, or something, yeah. from other morning shows in the area. I mean, yeah. we're here first. Right. So it's, I mean, it's fresh. Yeah, it's good. It's about as fresh as it's going to be all day. It's like getting to the porta potty right as the gates open at Point Fest. Yes. You know, come, come two o'clock. I mean, it's yeah, a disaster it zone. It is on. <laughs> and I mean on. <laughs> but at, at a public restroom, uh, I would go uh, toilet paper on the. Yeah. Mm. Toilet paper, or if there's an ass, if there's an ass gasket option, I will take the ass gasket option. That's very difficult to say, but you nailed it. Twice. I nailed it. I can tell you, and I want to allay a lot of a lot of people's fears in this, and I'm not trying to be funny here, although it's just natural with me, is that I go to the bathroom more than anybody you guys know. Mm -hmm. Number two, yes, and I have, <laughs> and I that have is your thing. a very compromised immune system. Yes, I don't use any protection whatsoever. Yeah, listen, and no matter done, where I we've am. We've done the studies before. The chances of you picking up some kind of disease from a toilet seat is, yeah. Yeah. is so far, far-fetched that right. 
I mean, it's it's basically just for your head. Right. That that's the and that's the thing I want to tell people that are right now flipping out that they don't use some sort of barrier between the two of them. I have a low immune system and I do it a lot. And I I've never once gotten anything. It does turn you creepy though, and you have that. That is true. <laughs> that you have. Yeah, creepiness actually, uh, cannot be laid by any sort I of I actually bring my own toilet seat <laughs> everywhere I go. Don't tell me you hover either. Come on. I don't have the leg strength for that. Yeah, no. Huh? <laughs> Nobody does. A running back in the NFL couldn't. I don't have the, the hamstrings for that. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the old hover. Yeah. Uh, all right, next. Uh, Moon. Yeah. Have you ever thought about finding your birth parents? It's a question that this person has debated uh, with their entire life, and they accidentally found their birth father through ancestry DNA. Wow. But I they th- have not contacted him yet. Oh, um, well, I mean, it's a long story, which I won't dive fully into because Riz will cut me off, and mm-hmm. uh, that's not fun. <laughs> for me, it's, <laughs> it's fun for everybody else. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I think everybody, everybody, anybody that's adopted thinks about it their entire life uh, in different waves and different ways and for different reasons. Um I have found my parents and uh, uh, my my birth parents, and for me it was a it was a very uh, good and pleasant experience. Now there's no rule book for it, so like everybody involved when you find each other or or, or if you find each other and all that, there's uh, people expect different things. They approach it completely differently, so you kind of have to feel each other out. Plus, the biggest concern for me was how my parents feel. You know, my my actual parents, like my adopted parents. <clears throat> Because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I'm—I've never been in their position, so you got to be delicate, and you got to—you got to take things slow and find out how it goes. But I found mine in, a, in, in an interesting story in my late twenties, uh, and uh, it ended up being a good scenario. But you—you n- never know. It's not a movie. No man. Like it's not like uh, you right. know, it's not a, a script written by uh, you know a, a Hollywood yeah, screenwriter. It, it ended up being as movie like as it could be with mine because they're both pl- very awesome people, very cool families. They really uh, get along just fine, even though they haven't lived in the same states or, or been together obviously since you know forty years ago. Um, but uh, y- you never know. And my biggest concern was if I found one. Um, Am I disrupting this person's family? Because I don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about them. You don't know anything about yeah, what, what their family never, knows. What if they never told their family about you? Right. So, and and it depends on what your adoption was. Mine was through an agency, and they 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 destroy all of your information, well, so is, you can't find each other. Isn't there different types of adoption as 100%. far as afterwards, like yeah, open and I don't yeah, want yeah. to be contacted, or yes, yes, I can be contacted, yes. that sort of thing. Yeah, and I had zero help because the particular home that I was going through was understaffed. They had a lot of kids that that were the primary. Priority, you know, kids at mm. the time that they're trying to adopt out. So, you know, some 29-year-old guy that may have found his birth mom, uh, com- confirming that they're not super helpful uh, necessarily. But at the same time, like I said, I lucked out. I lucked out and found good people. Uh, they have not tried to push into my life more than uh, more than I needed or wanted, and and vice versa. I wish I'd seen them more in the last couple of years because they're all they're all awesome people. Um, Man, you're, I tell you what, though, you're opening up a whole other world. You really once you, are. Once you open this door, you really yeah, are. You can't and, shut it. And, and and I'll just say this, because if anybody has any questions, I'm I'm willing to be open because I know especially adoptees or uh, especially people, because I, I was a teen father. So believe me, it was a con- consideration with my oldest daughter. And I, one of the reasons that I, I ended up seeking out um, any sort of contact was I cannot imagine how they felt giving me up and then 25 years later thinking or fearing does do they hate me or well first of all are, are they okay are they healthy and then b do they do they 
hate me and not realize why I gave him up or gave her up. You, you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, th I think for me, if I was adopted, what I would want to know is what kind of like genetics, yeah, it was my yeah. first question, diseases, yeah, and yeah. what runs in the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to know that stuff, but. Yeah. I'll be open. If anybody wants to contact me about it, um, I, I'd, I'd love to be completely open with it. But um, I, I will say, um, oh, shoot, I, was, uh, the, the, I gave this person your home address and phone good. number, so they'll <laughs> oh, contact nice. you. Don't worry right, we, we do have to take a final break. we got to take a final break. Yeah, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, again, that it, there's just there's no rule book to it. And just remember that if you're going to involve yourself with somebody else's life, like they have a whole thing going on. They have a, a whole thing going on. So you have to be delicate. Temper and your get, expectations. You've got to be delicate yeah. and you've got to take it slow. And my, I said, it's not a movie. My, yeah. my reasoning for doing anything is because I wanted to reach out and I just wanted the opportunity, if it was welcomed, to say, thank you. Thank you for giving me life. And thank you for providing an opportunity, whether it was your decision or it was kind of forced upon you. I have lived a phenomenally um, awesome life, and I'm so very thankful for it. And all of it started with your decision and you carrying me. And an turn. extra birthday card. <laughs> and I was just, I just wanted to say thank you. That was, that's all I needed. That's all I needed to do. And I got so much more because I was able to meet some incredible people and find out if my mother's father was bald because that was a big, uh, it, was, it was important There you to go. Me. Okay. Uh, and vanity reasons, too, is a good reason. <laughs> right, we <laughs> it's the Rizzuto Show. All right, that is it for us. Donnie Fandango is next. Thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate it. It's uh, been, a, been a hell of a Wednesday. We covered a lot of ground. Talked to our buddy Kevin Shatkirk. How about that? Uh -huh. Yeah, man. Stanley Cup champion, Kevin Shatkirk. Uh, Moon, what do we got on the blog? Definitely check out the uh, the, the uh, podcast on all podcast directories so you can hear what Kevin had to say. Also, up on our blog, Shinedown versus Shakespeare from yesterday has just hit up there, the uh, the video of, of the game. Today, you're looking for uh, for I Didn't Play Fax Pranks. That's the cover of today's blog. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a show notes packet with everything on the show uh, covered today. Also, just want to say this, a big uh, thank you to everybody that has been donating already to uh, to our fundraiser, trying to get $20,000 yes, for, 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 for Kids Rock Cancer. Going to get locked in a Bass Pro Shop here coming shortly, including uh, my cousin. Uh, he's not going to be locked in. Well, this cousin will. A different cousin, Jesse, uh, he did a 24-hour workout stream. So he worked out for 24 hours straight to raise money yeah. for a couple different charities, one of which being... Kids Rock Cancer, and uh, and he is donating that, I think, something like $500-plus. Whoa, yeah. man. Thank you so much, Jesse. To our fundraiser, if you want information about that, just go to 1057thepoint.com, and like I said, uh, you're going to see everything that we covered today, the blog, all that, and how to donate and be a part of this amazing uh, Kids Rock Cancer thing. Yeah, whether it be buying a sticker from First Community, the uh, Hollow Weirdo stickers, or buying Jeff's book, The Watering Hole, all yeah. proceeds go to Kids Rock Cancer, or... Something from the merch store, like the new RizFest 1988 shirts. All proceeds benefit Kids Rock Cancer. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse, and thanks for thanks, everybody Jesse. Who's, uh, who's donated so far. All right, anything else, fellas? Uh, uh, tomorrow, John Patrico joins us. Crisis Freak of the Week. Three brand new ads for you. All right, we leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member of the day, brought to you by Layla, both locations offering full patio service, carry it on curbside delivery, Autumn Fleming from St. Charles is the team member of the day. Yeah, Autumn. Yeah, welcome to the family. The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs, for the best price and value on quality tires and expert auto service. Get into Dobbs today.